Welcome back, Bhangra Heads, to the newest and latest edition of Raw and Unfiltered with the Bhangra Heads. I'm yours truly, Sonny. This is Lovey. You got Luddy. You got Gary. Now, today's guest is for the real old heads, for the people that followed all of those America's Most Wanted compilation albums featuring the likes of DJ Sanj, Lil Satch, Sound Ministry, Karanamsi, Bindra Bajwa, among others. He made us laugh with his hilarious skits and who continues to make people laugh with his comic timing in sold out crowds. So, apne tasme de fite. Kaske banlo. Yes. And please help me in welcoming the man with a unique voice, the legend himself. And we apologize that we didn't mention you in our skits and bowling episode. It's the one and only Hollywood Heart. Yo. Ah, what's up, guys? Yo. That was probably the best introduction I've ever had. Because, <laughs> well, usually that's my job at any party or gig or whatnot. I'm the MC. I'm the guy who's introducing people. And right. I give everybody these kick-ass introductions. And then when it's my own show, I got to just find somebody and be like, hey, you want to MC and whatnot? And then they introduce me. And I'm like, fuck, I feel like they could have done better. But Sunny nailed it right there. Man. To I be wish honest, I you are that. a legend, <laughs> you know, but you make us feel old as well. You take us back like 20 years. I make you feel old. Imagine how I feel. <laughs> That's very true. Shit. No, but uh, seriously, though, those skits, man, like I first remember listening to um, like the next episode song and yep. I, un- I did not understand what you were saying. So I, <laughs> to be honest, because I was like, yo, what is Dasmit? Dasme I thought you were saying Dasmar, like 10th. No, no, Dasme, yeah. And then later on in life, I come back to that song and I'm like, yo, he's saying Dasme. Like your shoelaces. Wow. So yeah, for, for our listeners, um, Harv worked a lot with Sanj in the early days. We were just talking about that. But I think first we'll just get started. And you probably start with Tasmi and Fite, what it is? No, I'll, no, tell no. I'll tell <laughs> you. That, I'll tell you the answer to that is because I, I would sit there and I'm writing these little intros. And uh, I guess everyone else who was in the room at that time, yeah. when I said Tasme, it was like, what the fuck is that? Because <laughs> they're from the other side of the river, right? I'm like, wait, yeah. what do you guys say? And they're like, Fite. I'm like, oh, man. And I was like, you know what? I'm like, let's say them both, right? And they're like, wait, you can't say Tasme and Fite. That's the same thing. I'm like, who cares? No one's yeah. going to know. Just fucking throw it out there. And it sounded sick. It sounded badass, man. That was yeah. sick, yeah. I'm going to be honest. I never knew what that meant until now. Yeah. So, oh, <laughs> yeah. So, Tasme is the Dwabi way of saying shoelaces, and Fite is the the Malawi and the Malawi way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Malawi and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lady, you were asking. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say question. you probably get this question every single interview, podcast, whatever. But why Hollywood Harv? Are you a fan of a Hollywood Hogan? <laughs> uh, I am a definitely a big fan of Hollywood Hogan. Actually, if you, I can't even show you right now. If I turn it around, there's some uh, Holly, uh, Hollywood Hogan autograph gear just uh, sitting hey, in my man cave yeah. here. But uh, no, that's not how it came about. It was actually uh, in the '90s. I'm aging myself here now, yeah. but uh, I was in school for broadcasting, and uh, I, I I took a one week hiatus. You know, just just didn't come to school (laughs) at all and everyone at school was like oh harv's gone to hollywood he's gone to hollywood and then when i came back they were all calling me hollywood harv and that was it it stuck from there 
That's so cool, man. Yeah, that's a special jingle. Such a yeah. random story. Yeah. Well, I also like also used to dress quite uh, flamboyant. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, uh, I, I was known for some pretty ridiculous outfits. So yeah, uh, Hollywood just fit. It worked. That's sick. Huh. But yeah, man. Um, should we get started with a little bit like your background, how you kind of came up into the Bangla industry as well, and then also in broadcasting, comedy, etc. The Bangla industry for me was it was just something I loved, had a passion for. Yeah. I really like as a child wasn't uh, the old like Hira Pardesi those albums. My friends were into that, and mm-hmm. I was not. I was just all hip hop. I was into public enemy and nwa that was my thing yeah. especially west coast like that was my thing and uh it wasn't until i was like 15 went to england uh for a cousin's wedding and that summer when i was there was when bomb the tumbi dropped oh, bomb the tumbi being one of the greatest Bangla albums of all fucking time agreed 100%. and uh at that and at that time achanik had uh signature uh, you know, with the mm-hmm. with Bakun the Bale. east and west. Uh, mm-hmm. the, no, after that, UK Chucky Joanna, that that, mm. and uh, that's those two albums. Really, I can say is what converted me. By the time I came back from there, uh, that was it. Like I literally, like I came back from there and I got following year, got my driver's license, got my first car, yeah. and all of a sudden that was it. It was only Bangla music. Like any of my friends, and I grew up in a in a fairly non-brown neighborhood, uh, but everyone who got in my car knew they had to listen to Bangla music. <laughs> You're based <laughs> and, in BC, right? Based in BC, Richmond, yeah. BC, my whole life. Yeah. That's surprising. So you didn't have a lot of brown people around you. No, elementary school, none. My myself and my sisters were the only ones. Wow. Uh, by the time in junior high, started you know like maybe five percent, and by the time in high school, like 10, 15 percent. That's it. Because yeah, yeah. now you guys have Punjabi street signs. Well, yeah, that that came way later. The yeah. population has just it kept growing. I mean, I mean, you yeah. guys went through the same thing in Brampton over yeah. there. You guys yes. are all Brampton, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, Hondo, yo, this is like it's like <laughs> India all over again, bro. <laughs> yeah, my my favorite thing about Brampton was the Chongla Kusi fucking street. That was. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, we lived right there. Chongla. <laughs> 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 That shit, as soon as I got there, I was like, no way, yeah. this place has a... This, hey, Harv, we're never going to look street? at the street to say it. You had nobody else thought that? No. Man, that's the first thing. The first thing, when I got to Brampton, I'm like, no way, is this the name of this street right now? Hey, that's super close to us. That's our main intersection. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can imagine that thing circled the whole fucking town everywhere <laughs> I went. I feel like I'm back. It's like being in uh, Edmonton. Every everywhere you go, you're still on white oh, mud. No, you're like, right. how the fuck am I still on white mud? <laughs> wow, that's a good one. Yeah. No, so that so that's how my my background in the Pangra industry yeah. like it wasn't wasn't in the industry. I was just a fan. Yeah. And uh, I had some friends here who had been DJing and 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 doing stuff. Uh, you know, since we were young and they would take me. So then they, they, once they realized like, Oh, Harv, like you're into Pangra music. Oh, come with us. Mm-hmm. So the man brothers, Paul man, Bob man, shout outs, like two of my closest friends. Yo, is that Bob? These Mon guys would go that to album illicit substance or something. That's the okay. one. That's the one. Yo. So that's my bro. <laughs> and 
So they were the ones that kind of cranked it up for me where these guys, like, you know, my parents didn't allow me to go. Like, I didn't go out at night and shit at 16, 17. Fuck, I sat at home, right? But these these guys were going to Punjabi concerts and stuff. So when I tell my parents, like, oh, Punjabi show, they're like, so all of a sudden, I was like, bang, going out with these guys. And so we got to see all the concerts that came here. And then... uh, and then I went. I would. I went to obviously college and and did like the random bullshit that everybody does, like fucking <laughs> philosophy, psychology, one of one, whatnot. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not gonna take you anywhere. A bunch of geology courses, <laughs> and then uh, and then I decided to go for, go to school for broadcasting. And I was and I actually even before I went to school for broadcasting, I had already started doing um, Punjabi TV shows and shit okay. like that. Because like on the radio. Uh, TV, television. Okay, okay. Uh, I was on like ZTV, uh, like on uh, Vision. Vision Canada yeah, Vision. was like a yeah. national channel yeah, yeah, back yeah. in the day. And uh, so actually out of Toronto, there was a show. There was, you, I don't know if you guys would remember Pandit Satish Jetli. Yeah, like, of course, bro. <laughs> so, okay. So his daughter, Nina Jetli had a yeah. show. And so that show would be like, um, you know, it would cut to her in Toronto and then me here in Vancouver. Okay. And we would do a show back and forth. And uh, so I did a few of those, obviously, before I even got into broadcasting because, Obviously, to do a Punjabi show, there's really no fucking requirement or education required. <laughs> They're like, you know, if you whoever, have the uh, equipment, you're done. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You got the gear and you can buy the time you're yeah, in. Yeah. Right. So I was doing those. And then I and then I went to school for broadcastings. I realized, oh, man, I love being on the mic because like for me, the microphone really started like back in grade six and seven. Grade like six is uh, no, just hosting like we would have okay. school dances. Actually, the very first time I can say that I was like, um, actually before, so it goes back deep. Like my parents, my my dad was into Punjabi music and would want me to sing as a kid. And, but my mom was more into Keaton yeah. and that kind of stuff, yeah. right? So when we were kids, like I was, I was going and learning to play the Baja harmonium. And uh, my sisters, like I have three sisters, uh, one, uh, one of them was also on the on the baja and singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was actually playing the tabla. I started out on the tabla and I really sucked. Like I don't know, I don't know if you guys can see, but like I got like tennis rackets for hands. So I, like I literally couldn't play shit. Right. So yeah. I've always been musically inclined, but physically, found I, fit yet. I can't play shit. Right. Yeah. And then my older sister Ruby, she was the bomb on the sitar. Mm. So imagine like a, a family of four in the Gordwara, yeah. you know, with my sister on a tabla, two of us on harmoniums and one on a sitar. Like, you know, that's, that's when that's when everybody comes up and gives you the five dollar bills. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> huh? Obviously, we were mata taking it all in those days. <laughs> but like uh, but, you know, that's where it started from. Then in like grades, that's when I'm back in like five, six. I remember there's families here that remembers like I sang at people's receptions back as like a six-year-old seven-year-old and then later on like i said in grade seven uh i was i got to uh mc like a you know like the teacher asked me to make some announcements at a school dance and they're like oh you're really good at this you're natural so and then like you know later on then i'm I'm like student council president of the school and making like morning announcements and shit like that at the school 
So that's, that's where like, my microphone work started from. Yeah, yeah. So then I was like, you know what? I'm good at this. I went to school for broadcasting. And while I was still in school, these guys, because I was still also very much in touch with like the, the hip hop community here yeah. in Vancouver. And so I started a radio show uh, while before I even graduated from broadcasting school. Uh, it was called Taxi Radio. And it was like nighttime. It would be like midnight to 6 a.m. So I was doing hip hop shows there on that radio. And it was just like all, it was Vancouver's like, uh, not the first, there was a couple guys like Maximus Clean and whatnot before me uh, or before all of us. Uh, But there was nothing like kind of full-time uh, hip hop at the time in, yeah. in Vancouver. Okay. So we were, that's all we could get was midnight to six. Mm. And that's where enter then DJ Sanch, um, the neighborhood. I still live in the same hood. There used to yeah. be a blockbuster video near me. Yeah. <laughs> and Sanch was just this dude who moved from like, I, he was originally Toronto and moved to like Dallas or somewhere and then came here to Richmond Okay. Okay. And uh, was working at the Blockbuster Video, and and by the way, time, Blockbuster Video was like a really big chain of video stores for our UK listeners. Oh, for fuck's sakes, for you young people, yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, like, yeah. I totally know what you're talking about, but people. No, I, yeah, yeah, I know this. <laughs> yeah, though no, that's that was like lit Friday nights when you go to it's Blockbuster. Amazing. You rent it, you know, rent a couple movies, rent a game. Like, yeah. And then grab your candies and all that shit from there, too. And so <laughs> yeah. Sanj was actually working there. And, uh, you know, he kept bugging me like, hey, you know, I know you're on the radio. I listen to your show. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Fuck. Like, who's this fucking blockbuster? <laughs> right? Yeah. And he's like, I do Hindi remixes and I want to I want to come do some Bollywood remixes. And I was like, yeah. bro, no one gives a fuck about Bollywood around here. Right. Because that's like, after like, Lisa Gu hit it big with those mixes. though. Exactly. Right. And so he's like, I'm doing these Hindi remixes. And I'm like, yeah, OK, whatever. We'll find yourself a fucking Hindi host and talk to him then. Right. Like, <laughs> and, and so I was like, listen. Listen, man, we do hip hop, right? And uh, yeah. he's like, no, nah, let's try it. Let's try it. So eventually, after weeks of him asking, I let him on. And we did like, uh, I did like my regular hip hop show from midnight to three yeah. uh, with my boy L Precise. One of the, uh, was a great friend of mine, still is, and a great DJ. So we were doing hip hop from midnight to three and then switched to Hindi from three to six. And all of a sudden, like I had my phone board here and it just lit up. We had 16 lines and they just lit the fuck up. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking, okay, whatever. Sanj is here. Let's put this guy on from three to 6 a.m. No one's going to mm. fucking listen anyways. <laughs> what, we didn't, what we didn't realize is that at nighttime, every single cab driver is Punjabi. All yeah. the truck drivers, all the security guards yeah, working late right. night, all the all the people like doing uh, cleanup and janitorial services, and all the buildings were all Punjabi. Prison guards, uh, all Punjabi. Like the amount of Punjabi people working the graveyard shift, we realized, holy shit, this is ten times more popular than any of the hip hop shows that I'm doing. Yeah. So. So then I was like, okay, once I realized, okay, this works, then I'm like, all right, well, fuck your Bollywood. If we're going to do it, let's bring some Punjabi shit in here, right? So yeah. we got real this. Yeah, I was the only person playing like Chamkila and uh, whatever, Shinda Manik, Manik whatever, at yeah. that time. No That's one crazy. else was doing it. So it, it, it became immensely popular. That's like, the one so thing popular. we miss here is like, I feel like the UK, they have BBC, they have all these other radio stations. But in Canada, 
It were missing. You got like it. random. We don't. Yeah. Uh, it, it was it, what's the new one? The Red FM or something. Red FM. Like Red FM is big. Even now, yeah. even that even came from here. Oh, they have a Red FM. Oh yeah, they do have a Red FM Toronto now, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. and what is it not? I don't listen to the radio. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say. But I mean, yeah. podcast, podcast is the new thing, right? That's also that, that is it. That is it. Like anybody, anybody younger than me is not tuning into the radio. They're going, yeah. you know, straight to podcasts or whatnot. I feel like radio, obviously, now is a dying industry in every other, uh, in every other ethnicity. Yeah. Punjabis mm-hmm. are the ones who keep radio going because, yes. yeah. you know, everybody wants like the older people in the Punjabi homes are sitting and listening to the radio all exactly. day. And so the businesses want to advertise. The big thing we had here was Sorsagar Radio, if you heard of that one. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, I yeah. remember Sorsagar. Yeah, yeah. But you guys also are the home of Astadji. Astad, everybody's Astadji. Jugender Singh Basi. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Come on, chef. No, I knew that was respect, coming, bro. <laughs> I knew respect that was coming. to Astadji. What do you mean? Fact, like, I can, my, I cannot uh, come in here. And answer questions about broadcasting and not pay my respects to the to the ultimate astrology. I feel like the astrology is really Iqbal Mahal. Yo, okay, He's you're going way back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he brought but, over AS Kong and did those music yeah. videos and things like that, man. That was crazy. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, that's where for me, it took off from there. It became immensely mm. popular. Like there was a period where in Vancouver, the minute like I got in a cab, like also I'm young at that age and, yeah. and going out and partying and clubbing and whatnot. And when I would get in a cab, I would, I would, I had free cab rides everywhere. Cause they'd be like, Oh, oh Bachi, you're you. the guy from the radio. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 They're like, where do you want to go? We're not taking money from you. And <laughs> no, I was like, the you up. <laughs> yeah. you have and that I, voice, man. It's, it's so recognizable and we know it's just you. Nobody else has that. Yeah, because I could speak so, to him in English. I'd be yeah, like, hey, yeah. I'm heading to Richmond or whatnot. And they didn't give a shit. But as soon as I, because, you know, yeah. you know, when you get in a cab with a disty, it takes about <laughs> a couple of minutes. You're sitting there and then you're like, get up for the party. Yeah, yeah. Me out, you, right? And yeah. then they're like, oh, shit. You're the guy from the <laughs> That's so true. Even in Ubers, though. Yeah, so we like, all do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's where that, that was, that was my beginning. And then, so Sanj continued on, uh, working, uh, he would DJ like on the radio with me and I'm, and I'm hosting, yeah. uh, rarely ever let him speak because that wasn't his forte. Uh, but, uh, and then eventually, uh, Roma music signed him yeah. in England, which is crazy. And so he moved out there. He literally packed up, moved to Birmingham and uh, on Soho Road, they had their uh, they had like their cassette store downstairs and had studios upstairs. And I think it was like three stories. And then he had a little condo above it. Mm. And so he was he was living there, didn't know anybody and was basically just sitting there producing songs and working in their studio, doing whatever uh, all day. I guess that was also kind of. When Roma was transitioning to Envy, right? Exactly. Yeah. It was still Roma, yeah, the first couple albums, and then yeah, switched yeah, to yeah. Envy. Envy yeah. And that's when then, so then we would go down and visit uh, myself and Cal from Sound Ministry. Mm. And uh, and so, you know, we'd go down and visit, and we got to be in, in the studio and watch all the recordings and yeah. put in our input and whatnot. <laughs> input. So, input, yeah. Man, was that input was time. legendary, bro. <laughs> well, the then, yeah, the skits game like, was like, yeah. How did that happen? Like, give us an example of one of the like. It was just you guys were recording, and maybe you're talking shit, whatever, in the on the in the studio. Sorry, and uh, it just happened that it was funny, so you put it in the album. Or was it like you planned to do those skits? 
they were planned, but okay. it was like, um, so the first in the beginning is like, obviously like by the radio show that I was doing here yeah. was really popular. And at the time, like, obviously I was young and single. So, you know, when you're single, you have the ability to do whatever you want. Right. You're not worried about like, <laughs> you know, what's my wife going to say yeah. or what's, you know, so we got wild. Like that Punjabi <laughs> show at night would be wild. Like we would have girls leaving the club and showing up because the studio was actually one of the most beautiful studios Fairchild Radio it was on the corner of Camby and Broadway looking over with a rooftop patio overlooking downtown yeah. so everyone who's partying in the clubs clubs at the time everything in Vancouver shut down at two o'clock we're yeah. still on air till 6 a.m so people would leave the club and show up on the studio be knocking on the windows you know we would have girls flashing us and having like <laughs> work offs and shit we were we're the first people like on a punjabi show having like yeah. uh live orgasm concert contests on the air oh, wow. so it was it was fucking wild right so we that. did we did ridiculous oh, oh i have all the <laughs> on cassette mind you uh but like that's that and so we were doing that shit yeah. and uh and obviously i was doing funny stuff i mean i wish i wish like youtube and that kind of shit existed yeah. back then because like then everything that i saw later with like just rain and yeah. ak and lily and them doing these videos which i was like super proud like seeing like man these young punjabi kids from toronto doing this yeah. but at yeah, the yeah. same time i was like Man, we did all this shit yeah, like exactly. live Long time ago, yeah. years Long ago, time ago, but yeah. obviously like, we barely we had dial up fucking internet back then, right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even have an email address yet. So yeah. I so that's what. So then uh, the very first one, uh, Sanja's first album was. Uh, he Don't did one that. Best, right? Well, that one was just like remixes. Yeah, it was a remix, he did. Yeah. He remixed like some AS Gang songs yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. a few other. Sara Tupanjab was a song mm. from there and whatnot. And then the second one was Master of Destiny. Oh, yeah. And now Master of Destiny, he never promotes or puts out. You won't find on Spotify or anywhere. Because mm. at that point, like we were all so green. We were all such rookies. Didn't know like the samplers and equipment we had to go out and buy were yeah. like, you could only, you could only record like eight bars at the maximum sample. Right. And, and he knew nothing about key or pitch or any of that kind of shit. So if you, if you go back anyone who's I, I musically, that album, uh, musically inclined, yeah. if you yeah. listen to that album, everything's out of it's key. Off. Yeah. Everything's out of key. And like even myself, I'm doing all the background vocals and like the hoy hoys and whatever, <laughs> that kind of shit. And I'm off over here in this key and the singer's over here, <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. But like we didn't know better. And so uh, was that I the did... album there was a song by I think her name was Sarah Khan. Mm -hmm. That's the mm -hmm. one song that I really liked from that album. I think it was just like an acoustic type version. Yes. Yeah. But those, those like the couple songs that were on key yeah, yeah. was because at that time was when then Sanj met these guys from Edmonton. Okay. Edmonton was Neil and Cal. Okay. Neil Sound and Sound Ministry. Uh. Right. And uh, Cal to this day, I mean, like I'm friends with all the musicians, all the great, the ones that, that, that stick out for me, like, Harry Mataru, mm -hmm. obviously Buta Jagpal, yeah. Tubsy, Juggy Rehal. Um, these guys, they're the greats, right? Yeah. And Cal Matu from Sound Ministry, he lives near me now here in Richmond. Uh, 
is one of the greatest musicians I ever met in my life. Okay. Hands down, I'll say that. Like this guy later on, like we even had band together or whatnot. Yeah. Cal would stack three keyboards and he's playing chords on one, pieces on the other, bass line on oh, the other. Bruh. And he's playing all three. And the, the problem with Cal is his stage presence sucks so bad <laughs> because he's he just like literally he has so much like natural untrained god-given talent yeah that he's bored he's playing three fucking keyboards <laughs> and still answering texts over here he's looking at his phone he's answering texts i'm looking i'm like fuck we're on a stage like yeah. Cal, like look fucking Lighten excited or something yeah. <laughs> and, oh, he's just like he's like yeah whatever just slapping around the keys looking at his text messages and whatnot and i'm like cal man this is so that's why, like I said, the few songs that were on key yeah. was because Cal, Cal knew his shit, right? Okay. Like Cal would come in and be like, hey, man. So like all of those songs back in the day that came out from that camp, like our camp, America's Most Wanted crew or whatever you can call it. Yeah. The one musical genius was Cal. And the guy who could, the guy who, the, who to this day, I mean, I'll give Sanj credit for his mixing mastering. Yeah. skills are on point like when he when he mixes down and masters a song because most people like most producers these days will produce a song and send it out to someone for mixing mastering yeah right yeah. and sanj would do it himself that was his forte obviously sanj wasn't playing any of the keys or any mm -hmm. of the instruments that was cal but his mix mastering is phenomenal yeah yeah and it's maybe his some of his ideas in terms of how the song should come together maybe that yeah yeah so that, that was my problem is that I couldn't play any instruments, but it, you know, like I don't call myself a producer, but I could sit there and go through the whole, like, look, this is the song we're doing. Mm. And this is, this is like the baseline will go like this hi-hats like this. Yeah. Uh, you know, I want the piece to sound like this. I could lay the whole fucking thing out. I just couldn't play anything myself, yeah. mm -hmm. which these days, yeah, a lot of people call themselves a producer or whatnot, but yeah, what I don't, do, yeah. I'm not going to give myself the title unless I know, like, I don't want to do anything half-assed unless I know I'm the best or really good at it. Yeah. I'm not going to promote myself as that. And so, but we made it, it was a great team. And I mean, like Binder Bajwa on vocals, yeah. Binder is Very underrated, yo. phenomenal. Amazing. And this guy is just the nicest fucking guy. Yeah. That was the thing with our crew. Like these guys, Cal and Binder both were just such nice guys. We immediately, the three of us hit it off. We're still friends, three of us. Yeah talk to each other. It's me hang out all the time. And I mean, Binder's vocals. If you ever listen to, uh, Binder had a song, uh, you drive me, she drives me crazy. Dude, his vocals, you listen to that, listen to the end of the song when he's trailing off and he's just riding the beat and you know, he's, you, you, you repeat the hook line over and over as the song trails off, man. He just kills crazy. it. Yeah. I think the first we heard of him was AMW Bodhiya. I think yeah right yeah I, yo, yo the funny part is that he actually had an album before yeah. like before uh sanj like sanj, everything yeah, yeah, he had oh yeah yeah Shindar Shindar. i didn't know Shindar Shindar, uh, it was like an energy baines production yeah, he yeah, had yeah. uh he had a ma song on uh uh with i think uh, one of the Jazzy songs are on youtube yep 
Yeah, yeah, wow. they're up there. You can find everything now. Yeah, these days. But Binder, yeah, he's still like such a talented guy, but so humble and never really like. Uh, I mean, he's one of those underrated Punjabi artists, like one that you know you can say never really developed into. Well, there's there's people who have talent and yeah. there's people who sell. There's yeah. two different things, yeah, right? Yeah. Like guys who sell commercially yeah. are not necessarily the most talented, and the guys who are the most talented are not necessarily going to sell. Yeah, and I was actually thinking about that because late Surdul Skander, um, his brother, apparently was a more phenomenal singer than Surdul Skander was, but he just got those opportunities, and he kind of not not to say Surdul Skander wasn't a, a great singer, but um, yeah, that's the thing. Like sometimes you have the talent, but you don't have. There's the lots of that. There's or, lots of that out there, right? Yeah. So, anyways, back to back to the skits. Then, so Sanjay's that Master of Destiny album. He actually went to Bombay. and recorded uh like his intros or recorded a few songs there mm-hmm. and uh got that intro done you uh, you guys i don't know if you remember that amita bachan intro yeah yeah yes yes he's like hey like he north of sanj which a lot of people don't know is actually not amita bachan we thought it was he's, the singer right the playback singer vinod rathod like right who he yeah. actually recorded songs as amita bachan yeah, yeah, there's a yeah. lot dude a lot of a uh, lot of uh, ghost production and uh, uncredited <laughs> shit came out of that whole era yeah right and uh, so but then uh, and then so it was like a two part i did my part and he did his part and so the intro was cool the guys uh, raj and viv from mv they were like yo this shit sounds dope let's do some more intros and do some for songs yeah. so then um, there was a monarchy song and uh, what was it uh, a monarchy song tere naal main nachna sade do naal nachu jawana and so i did the intro on that and then i got the chance to meet monarchy and he's like bro that's like one of my favorite ever songs just because no one had ever done an intro to my song before and he loved it monarchy and i are good friends now like he's a fucking great guy yeah man powerhouse <laughs> yeah and uh <laughs> so i mean we did that and then obviously on uh what was it i think the album was pure hip hop or yeah, not with uh with uh, deepa when oh, we yeah. did patlonu bada saida tere right and uh Anger. that Iconic. so that that were back to that tasme pite yeah. intro where it, it was it just uh it just hit it yeah. hit and i was there in the studio when deepa recorded the track man like the guy we were in birmingham and uh he's like okay he's like give me the song he looks at the song reads it and he's like all right i'm going to go for a swim we're like what the fuck <laughs> yeah he's like i'm going to go for a swim yeah right. he he was like oh to aroni pata fir chaati khol jandi hai bande di you know tar ke i was like okay so this guy disappeared and uh he went and um went for a swim came back looked at the fucking page and just banged out the song like i'm talking 7 minutes and just bang just absolutely killed the vocal wow. one take like Dog. we might have gone back and maybe redid a line or two but yeah, yeah. everything one take damn. and i was looking at him like damn this guy's crazy right so then the sanjay's like okay harp give us an intro right and so i sat there and that's how i am like but any intros that i've ever done is literally sitting there you get into the vibe of the studio and you feel the vibe of the song yeah. and then i grab my I always have my little spiral notebook and a pen and just i wrote it out that's me fite all that shit yeah, and yeah, was yeah. like let's do it 
recorded it and Deepa instantly like just fell in love. He's like, Baji, that is awesome. He's like, you know what? I'll be back. We're like, what the fuck? Another swim. This guy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, is he going for another swim? And he walked out and he come and like me and San just sitting there looking at each other. I'm like, San, where'd he, where'd he go? He's like, uh, I don't know, man. He's like, tell you the truth. And Sad just sitting there arranging the song and whatever, inserting Dr. Dre. And uh, Deepa comes back 10 minutes later and he's got a bottle of Smirnoff and Machi de Pakore. Because he's like, because <laughs> right away he's like, oh, he, he liked my vibe or whatnot. Yeah. And so I was like, bro, you get me. That's like, sick, you geez, get me. Bro. He came back with the Smirnoff and the Machi. I was like, giddy up. We yeah. sat down. We had <laughs> but, a fucking great time. But honestly, we, we felt the vibe when we first yeah. heard that track. It, it just pumps you up, man. Yo, honestly, yeah. when you hear that song on the dance floor, you you gotta fucking have yeah. a drink or two, bro. bro. You just can't dance over on that song. I didn't even know he used the next episode. I didn't even know who Dr. Dre was. At the time, yeah. Yeah, at the time. So we were super pungered up Punjabi, like, programmed, right? So we didn't even like I had sometimes heard the Pangra song and thought that was original. The, the other mainstream song was the sample. Like you know, yeah. As a kid, well, you one know. one of the things in in Sanjay's defense, I know like people give him shit. Like he used there was in that About era there was era, a, like RDB there was a ton stuff. of songs where it's like the whole beat is just sampled, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, beat from whoever and the vocal from Punjabi guy, but he was like you know what he's like honestly he goes a lot of the people who are into this punjabi music don't even know yeah. what those hip-hop songs are yeah. so yeah. they like hear Mushiwala it in the punjabi uh, song 295 paparazzi yeah but nobody knows like from india maybe what exhibit paparazzi exactly so a lot of people got turned yeah. on to those hip-hop songs by hearing the beat exactly. in a punjabi song right yeah. so i mean that was his theory behind it and it worked i mean yeah, you can't say definitely. it didn't work I mean, the funny part is even the title is the next episode. So yeah. somebody <laughs> yeah. should have like, okay, maybe we should change the title. But, uh, <laughs> <anyways>. <laughs> original. Well, he was part. blatant with it, right? Yeah, he yeah. was fairly blatant with it. Was there was a, there was, I did one with uh, my cousin from California, who's a really good singer. Uh, Chandran Singh, he did a song. He did a Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan song on... Uh, one of the albums where it was, I think it was North America's Best One or Two. It was like, and, and I put like the yeah. Britney, Britney Spears, I'm a slave beat to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we put that out. That was it. It was just straight, I'm a slave. Me and, and I Sonny, think I, we used to bang these albums. Like, I know exactly what song you're talking about right now. Yeah. Yeah, it was it, it was a great jam. But like, America's that was most it. Wanted. Yeah. All, all three. The first one, and my, by far the, the best. Yeah. But again, uh, my name didn't go on that one actually. But ah, the first one. We'll leave that. We'll leave that out. I just remember the one skit where you're saying Oh yes, that is with my cousin in California. We would do so many of these. Like that was actually like we recorded a little skit. Yeah. And then didn't realize the mic was on. So my two cousins, my mama's sons in California. Yeah. They're, they would say, I would say my greatest like comedic influence, these two guys are the most fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like the shit, when the three of us get together, the shit that comes out, and then I have another Masida Munda in, in England, Gela. Four yeah. of us get together, me, Lali, Jana, Gela, is, and the absurdities come out. And the shit, these guys are a lot more uh, dissy than I am, or obviously they're from, from India, yeah. but they're like, I mean, the stuff that comes out between 
being and so that we recorded like a little skit and then just had the mic still on and that was just us talking just being silly for like 10 minutes yeah, yeah. and i was like you know what i'll send the whole thing to sand right. and he he used he cut and pasted like things that turned into like four different skits i think that was the first time i ever heard cinder on uh yes. <laughs> oh great ah i'm so glad that you remember that that you know yeah, that bro. was <laughs> moti lagdi yeah oh, sorry no one yeah moti lagdi was uh yeah again like when i even go back and listen to these like i'm listening to that's my voice recorded 20 years ago yeah. and yeah. you know i sound young and i listen to that and like even now there was a punjabi singer i think maybe pramish verma or someone who yeah. did like a tiktok video to like the moti lagdi and everyone people sending it to me like harv is that you and i'm like yeah it is like, yeah. it doesn't sound like you and i'm like fuck it's me right <laughs> <laughs> but we never got we never got the online love right because yeah. like we didn't have there was no there was not even half the shit that even like uh when we would record stuff here there was i had a nice little recording studio set up in my parents house so yeah. there would be times when a singer is here let's say whatever ranjit money or someone is here in bc and so sanjay would call from england like harv record these vocals at your house and send them over oh, sure. so we would record the vocals and then you know you wait for the aol cd to come in the fucking mail <laughs> and log in and give your dad be like mom phone na chakki right and <laughs> Then you know you send the MP3 over. It takes like six hours. Yeah, to there send was no WhatsApp like, or anything. Yeah. yeah, and then he would turn it into a song, and the album would come out, and it would be like pure hip hop or one of those kind of albums yeah, yeah. that never even got released in Canada. Yeah. So we're we're sitting here like, kidna fir gana thik se ga. He's like, oh yeah, thik se. I'm like, you want to fucking mail me a copy or something? Like. So we sit here like six months later, we get a copy. That's the thing back in the day those tape stores too they usually used to source more like india material so it's harder to get yeah. the uk stuff sometimes yeah. yeah the uk stuff like obviously the big albums the suffri boys yeah, the death yeah, jam yeah. all that shit is going to get released here yeah. but a lot of the smaller albums didn't and then yeah. there was so it's like i was one of the few guys here that's why like you guys who call you know you guys are pugged our heads <laughs> the heads were the guys who went to the stores and bought everything Yeah. You know, hmm. I would go in. I literally had like um I'm going to say probably $100 a month. Yo. From from whatever 93 to like 2005, I spent $100 a month in the cassette store. Yep. Go in and you get like the two or three like you know like a Bali Sagu Churalia would be like $25 yeah. for a fucking single, right? So you get one or two of those, like a couple of new releases would be like 10 bucks and then you go to I would go to like the $2 bin and yeah. grab like 10 12 sometimes you find albums. some gems there you find some gems right there's so many like your that are random like dole to dole like yeah, dj yeah. chic and like uh uh dj chino and these like yeah. random albums mm. that no one else saw here that you would get pick up for two dollars yeah and then you realize like oh man like that's why even like my radio show now like whatnot i was always catered to i'm like don't just like don't everybody just play the fucking title track look yeah. at the second song on side b and you realize yeah. there's a banger hidden in there yeah That's the thing. Last time, oh, actually, that's why we do sleeper picks. Yeah. So at the end of our episodes, we usually do pick a, a track that's kind of been lost. And last time, I had this Jazzy B track, Patakia Kalargi. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. You guys yeah. Were like, yeah, yeah. yeah. We had totally forgotten. <laughs> yeah. That's what. All eyes on me was the green cassette, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah classic. Well, there was classic. another cover with the red one. I think that was the UK cover, but yeah. 
I find folk and funky is one of those like I, I always discuss like you know whatever when I'm discussing on my radio show and stuff yeah. what is like those albums that you can listen to front to back oh yeah without skipping a song 100% no song right yeah, and so 100%. Bomb That Bomb That To Me was always the one first one that comes to mind where I'm like there's no there's no bad song yeah. folk and funky like you know like everyone talks about Jazzy B's later work or whatnot folk and funky that was, was the album for me yeah that was the one where you know front to back you're going right through it yeah, man, that's. I think after Folk and Funky, there was nothing that I would actually go front to back. Vocal attraction, huh? Vocal attraction. You could skip one or two tracks there. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most of it's pretty nice. Yeah, no, yo, Romeo. Yo, yeah. for, that's more of our generation. Yeah, that's so your like, generation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know if you guys uh, remember this one. I always, as as my sleeper pick, I always tell people is four by four. Yeah, yeah. four by four. Four yeah, by four, yeah, and they were like a Pangra group. I don't know who did the actual production, but Piara Singh, thank Piara you Singh. very much. Look at that. Yes, uh, Love Preet, did you drop that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice work, Love Preet, right? Piara Singh, man. I don't know. I think the guy got deported back or whatnot. That was his only album, but yeah. man, and the production there and yeah. mixing, mastering, everything on it was so tight. Yeah, like, I think Sukhshin that was involved with that group. Yeah, I, I swear Yo, to God, Sukhshindish and the Ghost produced every single wow, album. Before my phone <laughs> was something else. Like their their production was, they're not obviously underrated. Nobody really knows yeah, about yeah. them, right? But like it went under the radar, man. Yeah, to our like listeners, ahead of four by four, four x four. I think you still find them on Apple. Uh, album was called Here and Now, and you yes, can find yeah. it on Spotify now. What well, didn't yeah. used to be on Spotify, but now for the last year it's up there. Yeah. Um, but it was that was the thing back then. <laughs> So you anybody who put out an album, yeah. like all these like Sanj albums or whatnot that we talked about, you didn't make no money from the album. Yeah. Any money yeah. like record sales, whatnot, like you send one copy to the video store and the video store makes 5,000 copies of it and sells them yeah. and you don't get shit. The money was made like if your album hits, you get booked for gigs. Yeah. So mm. back then in England, you're getting like whatever, 1,500 pounds a gig. If you, and in England was the one place where they're, they're, you're having gigs like five days a week. Yeah. So, uh, so all these Bangla teams and DJs and whatnot would invest the money, pay for vocalists, record and get pay for someone to ghost produce it and put it out. So they get a name. So they get gigs. Everything up until you get the gigs was out of pocket. Yeah. Damn. It's huge, huge. That's crazy, man. That's maybe why, like we, we even discussed this before in this show. Um, like there's so many like great talents that just, you know, gave, gave up like, yo, fuck this shit. Like we're not really making any money. Right, so many. Just I mean, stop, imagine stop like in England, music. how many like banger albums do we hear from Mishi Ashara, Avatar yeah. Maniac, yeah. uh, Deepa Dasanjh? Like, how much how much money did those guys really make? You know, until yeah. later years when they started doing gigs, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Even you know, he, do you I think, remember like, they said they drove their cabs still while they yeah. were like at the top of their fame. They were still uh, doing their normal. Look at how many bangers we heard from Satrang. You think Satrang made a lot of money? Yeah, like you know, like they didn't. It was one of the most iconic tracks of all time, Tola Vitola. Oh, I mean, man. anytime you hear that saxophone, <laughs> saxophone, that is Bro. it, man. The saxophone. One of the, <laughs> one of the interesting uh, things, like, okay, like, so now, like, I became friends with all the musicians, right? Yeah. So when, when there's a show in Vancouver, let's say, whatever, it's Jazzy Shinda or B21 or whoever doing a show here, mm. all the band guys, like, so I, I live in Richmond, which is right next to the airport. Right. So right away, all the band guys, like they're like, cause like when, let's say 
Shinda's here, Jazzy's here. They're going to go, they're going to get dragged around to every radio station, every TV channel and do interviews yeah. or whatnot. Yeah. The guys like Harry, Juggy, Happy, the drummer, like these guys, they're like, fuck, we're not going to just, you know, like they're like, they have to just wait in their hotel rooms. Yeah. So yeah. I'm the guy who gets the call. So I'm the guy who picks them up from the airport and like, let's go party boys. Like we'll fucking see you at, <laughs> see you at the gig on Saturday. Yeah, right. And like, so that's how we all became friends. And I always ask them questions like, you know, like these guys are world net renowned musicians. Yeah. So I ask like, Hey, what's, what's, what's the album for you guys? What is the one musically speaking, yeah. not later when all the samples and synthesizers and all this shit came in musically speaking, what's the album. And you know what? The shocking thing is every, musician has the same answer and it's uh diamonds from hita oh wow Damn. really like and i'm just like that's funny because it wasn't diamonds from here when deep deep kasanchi really started using the sampler <laughs> yeah like properly but like we're talking like the tolki the yeah. there's, a, there's an actual violin player part of the group that's like true. nobody had that shit and yeah, that's yeah, everybody's yeah. answer right like that that's when uh th that's what everyone refers to as like musically the best album interesting yeah we're actually gonna return that question to you what's what's your <laughs> album for me like, well, because like i already mentioned it i think bomb the doobie was the one for Damn. me that's what yeah. converted me i know musically it's different like it's not uh you know like it's not all live recorded or whatnot but i mean for me i can only that that was my era if you know yeah. when we say era is from when you become 16 17 you're into music and cars and girls yeah and like that's your era that up until you. yeah up until you're 30 you know like yeah maybe 32 like that's that that's what defines you there's even there's even <laughs> studies there's even studies about how like after 20s the music you hear after 26 is not as appealing to your ears that's so true as oh, it shit. was before yeah so i mean that's what i always say and people have asked me like people at the radio call and be like hey why do you love Suffrey so much or deepa or this kind of stuff and i'm like because that was my time yeah that yeah. was my era that exactly. was like when i was going out and, and, and so that that that's the stuff that it's i call it the soundtrack to my life really yeah and you can Back. still listen to those albums over and over and over it doesn't and they old. still sound fresh yeah yeah it doesn't get old i feel like yeah, that's what's missing i feel like the album for us would be what is born yeah yeah that's fine beautiful what a beautiful like amazing album uh, you know what? One of my favorites in England for that in that newer generation was uh, Sangra Vibes. Oh, oh yeah. Unleashed. Uh, Unleashed. Yeah. Come on. Wow. Fuck. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Changani Lagda and uh, Lafafe. That was the shit. Yeah. Yo, not uh, many people actually like that track. I love come it. Come <laughs> on. You know, lyrically, even like, um, what do you call that in English? It's uh, alliteration when yeah. you use the same sound over and over where he goes chalea tu chale kita chale dil naal ve sath chali jandi na vichode wali oh my god like it's like it's crazy <laughs> it's yeah it's like they, they they're using those kind of um like poetic kind like of they're, uh, they're going deep methods. it's poetic yeah, yeah, and yeah. that song tere shehar ch usnakhya yara lagda lafafe muk gaya ah ah that's one of my favorite things is sitting around like i said i hang out with a lot of gore kale chine whatever yeah. we're sitting around at campfires and shit i will i will play punjabi music and yeah. i will sit there and give them a breakdown through the whole <laughs> i'll be like, like look that this sounds is like us, yeah. 
And like, they're just like, okay, Harv, like we get it. And like, I'm like, no, no, <laughs> but I've converted a lot. Like I got a lot of friends who listen to Punjabi music on the regular, not and then non-Punjabi. Non-Punjabi, wow. man. That's big. But it's it's it, that is our job. It's exactly. our job to educate. I mean, same thing when 100%. it comes to racism, whatnot. Racism comes from ignorance, yeah. uh, uh, you know. And when someone doesn't know about why we wear the kada, why we, you know, what the star is all about, it's our job to educate them. Yeah. And right. uh, and and that's what's gonna. The education is what's gonna is gonna make it life better for us. Exactly. It's not for their benefit as much as it is for maybe our benefit. So. I did it. One of my comedy shows, I did a breakdown of, um, and I know you guys mentioned it in one of your podcasts, the AMX album. Mm, uh, what was this? Yes. Rocket and what Silence. was the song? Uh, hor no. Yes. Uh, That's deep. So I talk about it in my show about like, you know, she is saying that she will be a mute little bird yeah. sitting on someone else's wall. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it sounds so weird <laughs> sometimes because the the literal yes. translation doesn't. Sometimes it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yo, I'm just excited, yo. <laughs> hey, yo, but if a job be, it makes a lot more sense. We should just spend yeah. one whole episode just decoding, yeah. decoding, just translating them into English. That shit is the best. I actually did one recently. I was sitting with a couple friends, and they put on. Um, so my friend Anthony, he, I've, he's one of the guys I've converted. Like he's a full-on Punjabi music fan. Yeah. So one of the songs that he fell in love with was uh, the collaborations. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the collaboration, and so he played it for me. He's like, Harv, what are they saying here? You know what the line was? <laughs> <laughs> the line was <laughs> So I just sit there, I'm like, okay, so Anthony, what he's saying here is that hey, be careful. Don't burn, burn the corn. fucking corn. <laughs> Cause the homeboys want to eat the kernels. Right? Like, <laughs> Oh my god. Which <laughs> which sounds yeah. maybe not the same effect in, in English. <laughs> That's the thing. Sometimes you have to almost use like a metaphor to explain like right? You know how we say she's gonna be a mute bird, whatever. Maybe sometimes you have to try and use like a metaphor instead of actually using the literal words and then it makes a little bit more sense like okay i've lost uh, you so i've lost my soul or something, right? <laughs> That's kind of sure. the effect that it has in Punjabi. It's just when you translate it literally, it's just like, what the hell? No, man. <laughs> just grabbing a drink. Hold on. Yeah, no problem. Oh, oh that's what we need, bro. Still a fridge down here. <laughs> well, clearly, clearly you guys haven't uh, <clears throat> watched my whole last uh, last comedy special that's up on YouTube, but you'll see the full breakdown of Kisei Horbanita. Like, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah. <laughs> You check it out. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I check. I checked out. Um, Punjabi Akara. No, Punjabi Akara too. There was a there was a um show that you did. I don't remember which one it yes. was. I think it was like two, <clears throat> 2014 maybe. This is when you had like you were just drinking, bro. You were you were snapping on the stage and shit. Oh, you Man, know what? That's that up. is that's my bit. That's my bit oh. for all my comedy shows. I walk out with a sixty. <laughs> oh shit! That's and I fuck. give her, I gi- I give her live on stage the whole time. I'm Jeez. drinking right from it. Oh yeah, no, it was but a River Rock is, one. River Rock, yeah. Yeah. So sick. it's a, it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. Like a lot of people don't understand, is that um, 
like when I'm up there, I'm like anally prepared. Like when I do my comedy shows, I prep, 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 prep. Every single thing is planned. Every time I take two steps to the left, I've written that in my script. Oh shit, damn. You know, if I go and take a sip from the drink, I've built that in. If I point at someone who sees me and talk in the audience, I've scripted it out. Yeah. So those drinks for me, yeah, okay. When I grab a big 60 and take a huge swig, the whole crowd is like, right, it's cool. <laughs> but, but I mean, for me, I, the adrenaline is so high that, you know, it's like getting in a fight or being pulled over by a cop. Like I could have, I could drink the whole bottle. It makes no difference. It's only, it's not like I'm getting drunk because I'm yeah. so jacked up on adrenaline. It's only when I get off the stage and 30 minutes later, yeah, it <laughs> slaps like, me oh, in the fuck. face. Like what the fuck I just did last night. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean like that, uh, shout out to, uh, who did I just steal that line from? Uh, the fuck I did last uh, night? Uh, well, yeah, what's his name? Uh, Sinister. Sinister. Yeah, I don't know if you guys follow him on, on Instagram. So he's a Toronto guy. This the real sinister. This oh, guy's dope. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? That's super funny. I love all these new like uh, the Instagram guys. Uh, yeah. Ranveer Niger out of uh, England. I really enjoy. And there's Sangtar. Sangtar is my dog. Yeah, the guy's so he's so funny, bro. He's a savage. Yeah, he pushes. Really he pushes good. boundaries that like shouldn't be pushed, but he just does it. He's like, yo, fuck it. <laughs> Yeah, he's good. I enjoy him. Yeah. I don't enjoy like the ones where you like, you know, if you're disrespecting your parents or your sister or whatnot, like, you know, that doesn't do it for me. But, you know, if you can just just be funny and, and find other ways to do it, like we have to, for us, we always have to keep our culture in mind, right? Yeah. yeah. Because the thing we, is, like, when like the parents ones, it's kind of like they didn't, maybe sometimes you think, okay, this is wrong or they shouldn't have done this. And it's, it's funny for that reason, but they didn't maybe know any better. And also it's like the situation, they're immigrants, they're working so hard, they're doing all this shit. They want you to maybe do something good. And sometimes the, the comedy is like, oh, he, he was checking on me if I was studying every five minutes. I mean, it's funny, yeah. but there's a reason why, like there's something deeper than just someone checking. I mean, out. I started out with that too. Like when you start doing comedy, whatnot, it's yeah. easy to use your race and like use the stereotypes yeah. like and Russell whatnot. Russell Peters does the same. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and like, but, but eventually like, even I realized I'm like, it, look, man, we got to get it. And so I actually put it like a disclaimer, like, you know, usually halfway through my comedy shows, I'll, I'll go out there and I'll say like, Hey, look, man, I know I'm talking about different things that, brown people do or white yeah. people do or whatnot but i also want to point out that when you analyze those things and look at them that hey we're all just as fucked up as each other right yeah, like we're exactly. we're all the same we all do the same shit we do yeah. it in different ways right different ways. gore got a yeah. six uh case of canadian in the park and we've got a kundalini <laughs> of crown royal it's, it's we're still yeah. doing the exact same fucking thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no yeah. but that's the thing um shit i lost my train of thought hey hey harv yep um, I was just revisiting one of my favorite skits from um, Little Satch's Bad, Fat, and Invincible called um, The Beauty Parlor. You know, this is the <laughs> one in which you go, Tera haja gore yes. and, it, yo, and to this day, it kills me, right? And while I was listening to it, and I was like, hey, man. There's no way Hollywood Harvard would be allowed to get this out in today's cancel. You know market. what? I'm glad you said that. I was thinking yeah. the same thing. Even Morty Lagdi. Yeah. I mean, keep in mind, like, uh, you know, we were a little bit insensitive. Like, I was also like a 23, 24 year old guy then. Yeah. Uh, even now, 
I would feel weird about recording that. But at the time, like we were just like, like I said, single, young, wild, free, just and like, you know, like that's the kind of shit like it doesn't work. Like even now, like I said, I enjoy all these uh, guys on Instagram or whatnot. And I and right. I felt like, man, I could have done that in those days. But like if I was to do it now, guys like you are going to look and be like, who's this uncle making a fucking buffoon of himself? Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. It, it just those were the times it worked and it was like um <clears throat> it was like what song was popular like uh sony lagdi had come out by sushinder shinda so then i made moti lagdi <laughs> then that, that uh, beauty parlor was that um the mesopuria who's that england guy mesopuria yeah oh my god never thought i would freaking mention that name in an interview <laughs> but, <laughs> but i mean that song was popular and it was whatever i would write a skit to a tune that i could fit into yeah. right and be like okay one of that fucking under the radar actually when we were talking about skits so you mentioned bali sagu was like the man back in the day right he had some kind of beef with sanj oh I didn't know about it. Like, I don't know, but Sanj told me like, Hey, like we got, I got beef with, I guess he was in a nightclub or something. And, and Bali Sagu said something to him. Didn't appreciate his work or his, mm. you know, maybe Sanj might've sampled one of his songs or whatever. And, uh, so when he told me about it, I was recording an intro for whatever the next album was. Sanj's like, Harv, send me something good. You know, like send me a fire intro. Yeah. So I recorded one and I sent it. And so in it, I wrote uh, something like, we set the trends while you other star crazy DJs are still having oh, yeah. flashbacks. I remember that. Oh, Damn. shit. And it's like, so, ah. so Sanj, I sent it to him and he's in the studio with like the rest of the Roma music people like Raj, Viv, whoever, and they all lose their minds. Like, holy shit, that's all. I can't believe he said that. <laughs> and like, Sanj is like, I don't get it, right? And they're like, play it back and listen to it again. Played it back, listen to it. And he's like, oh shit, he took a dig at Bali Sagu. <laughs> And it was like, you know, like I had no beef. I hadn't met the guy. Like I yeah, had yeah. no beef with Bali Sagu. I love Bali Sagu's albums. Yeah. But as me being a loyal friend or whatnot, I knew, okay, Sanj has some beef. So I fucking threw that in there. And, I, and you know, beef always, beef equals views, right? That's true. And, or yeah. listens Karnal, and whatnot. Uh, exactly. So I threw that out there and uh, it, it kind of flew under the radar. Like that album wasn't didn't do that great but like the people who got it, like i got some emails they're like oh shit he took a dig at bali sagu <laughs> <laughs> emails <laughs> man bali sagu man what a legend i mean i don't know him as a person either but like musically yo that's that's shit. one of those things you know that saying like yo sometimes you wish you never uh meet your, your idols and all yeah. that stuff right uh I don't, i'm not about meeting any of these guys bro i like them i like really the music. Like that's it I want to meet PMC, bro. No, nah, but WMC's, yo, he's straight. You know he's yeah. going to be like, you know, but WMC. Same same thing with True School, but like... Uh, yeah. And there's the mention of True School. So every episode... I don't know. <laughs> have you have you met... Okay, out of you guys, like, have you guys met a lot of like the Pangra artists or... No, no I think the first one we really met was Prince when we had him on. Okay, okay. Oh, I saw and- that episode. I didn't I didn't know who I looked him up after you know, re- listening to your episode. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I didn't I didn't know who that That's was. The thing. He he also wanted to do it because he knows we're based here and people don't know him really like across the pond. So he's like, Okay, let's try and see if I can uh get more recognized. But he was supposed to come out with an album, but I think yeah, coming, yeah. it's a little bit so, delayed. So. It's just delayed. Yeah. Uh I was just wondering, I was like, uh because you know, like I, I 
I know like almost I've met, had the pleasure of meeting almost everyone in the industry, except for like the newer guys, right? The younger guys, uh, not so much. Like I said, 2005 is kind of where my, where my, um, you know, it, it, when my shit ended, like after that, I wasn't listening to like the new music. I'm still listening to the same old shit from back in the day. And, and so, uh, but most of the guys I've met have been great. And that's what, like the thing, like you say, like these people you idolize, like for me in the early nineties, like death jam and suffery boys was the shit. You met them. Like, you know, Oh yeah. yeah. Like these, like I said, all these band guys now, like we're, we're all friends, boy, we party together. And which was so weird for me. You know, like they're all sitting in my living room and we're fucking pounding bags. And I'm like, fuck, man, <laughs> like 20 years ago, these guys were like, it was like a dream to try and meet one of them. Yeah. But now, like, we're all boys. That's like, how do you, how do you feel about the current state of Punjabi music, Harv? And who's your favorite artist at the moment? Yeah, like you said, you, you, you stopped pretty much listening to music after like 2005, like new music. Yeah, like, do, do you, you not so, listen do you at like all? still like, you know? I don't have a favorite, but obviously I do like hear, you know, like uh, obviously you hear everything, right? Like you get yeah, yeah, yeah. in your parties or radio or whatnot, you hear everything. But I just think that these new guys, the the level of talent is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Not necessarily musically, like not necessarily like vocally, but I mean, like look back then, no matter how good of a vocal, like I said, we're in the studio recording with Deepa or Safri or I've, I've had, I've had, I've recorded Manik and Shinda, Surinder wow. all these Passaway wow. legends have recorded okay. in my, in my house. Okay. I have a harmonium signed by Surinder Kaur, uh, like all this shit. Like I, dude, if I show you my Bhangra memorabilia and stuff, you guys would be like, holy fuck. I, when you, you know, like, one. yeah, like, well, I'll go through all the CDs I have and, and cassettes and I, I, I never threw anything away. I kept it all. But the thing is, like I said, these artists are still waiting for a writer to give them the song. Yeah. Well, whether it's Dave Rajasal or Dave Trike or, uh, you know, like whoever, Chanagaraya Wala, Baldev Mastana, whoever the great writers um, that wrote the songs. But these young kids now, they're writing their own shit. Yeah. And it's like, and deep, like deep lyrics. Yeah. yeah. With like, you know, like Musiala, uh, Karnojla, uh, AP Dylan like these guys they're writing their own shit and you're like holy fuck like you wrote that yeah like this you know and talking about like deep like dard and struggle yeah prophecy, and i'm like bro. this guy's fucking 23 years old like what the fuck struggle is he been <laughs> yeah. no i was gonna say like prophecy too he's just, he does yeah prophecy, production all these guys yeah like crazy. the talent level is crazy yeah. this is uh <clears throat> new guys uh from your hood like jasa dylan and gurusidu Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know them. I don't know if you heard this. Yeah, thing. we do. We do. Have you heard Talja, the Talja yeah, yeah. song? These guys are coming out with new and fresh shit. And actually, yeah. if you look up on YouTube, and I'm like super fucking embarrassed about it, is like, so like I was doing a radio show for the last year and a half here locally in Vancouver. Um, and on this piece of shit station, Connect FM, anyways, we'll get back to that. <laughs> but uh, I get called in to interview these guys. And interviewing is really not my thing, mm. right? Like, my thing, I'll put out a banger Pangra show. Uh, song selection is yeah. my thing. I know like this song is going to flow into that song, going to flow into that song, which comes from like a DJing background. Yeah. But, um, so they're like, okay, Sunday morning, we need you to come in. And I don't work Saturday, Sundays. Like, like you know, like, nah. and so like <laughs> Sunday morning, they're like these guys are going. They're heading back to Toronto on Monday, so you gotta come in at 
like 9 a.m. and interview these guys. I had a late Saturday night, which you can see in the fucking YouTube interview. Uh, <laughs> and I'm driving there and I'm Googling these guys. Yeah. Like on the drive there, I'm like, you know, hey, Google played just saw Dylan. And he had like a PR Bolda and a couple other. He had oh, like, okay. three, four, they were still like new, right? Like these guys literally immigrated to Canada two fucking years ago. And the whole time it was COVID pandemic. So they've yeah, never yeah. done a live show. These guys had never done an interview before. And so they're nervous too. Like they, I met them. They're like such nice young guys, and they're like super nervous. Like Paji, is he Kitabi kids? I'm like, all right, sit here. And I explained to them before. I'm like, look, I'm like, I'm not really like fucking master interviewer, but I'm gonna, I'll set it up. I'm gonna give you answers, or I'm gonna give you questions, open end that allows you to promote your next project or, yeah. or promote yourself, right? Like I'm gonna lob them up to you. You guys just gotta alley-oop the motherfuckers, right? Yeah. And I did the interview and I realized, man, I was fucking terrible. I didn't, uh, I didn't give them enough credit. So like now, like I hopefully they hear fucking this. I'm gonna tag them in this shit actually. Cause I feel like I owe them an apology because I was like, ah, oh, okay. I heard a few of their songs and I was like, yeah, whatever. Okay. These are some guys. And now, then I went back and listened. I'm like, yo, these guys are actually like, these songs are bangers. And then now since then they've come out with, and so let, let's say I interviewed them, I think probably like six months ago. And these guys in six months have probably come out with six songs that were all like one better than the other. And I was like, holy shit, yeah. these guys are talented. So I'm like super proud of those guys. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, but like I, at also at the same time apologetic because I was like, holy fuck, man, I gave him a piece of shit interview. These guys are so excited about their first ever interview. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. here I yeah. am half cut from the night before. <laughs> it's all good, it happens. Yeah. I actually seen that one. It's Punjabi Akara, right? Punjabi Akara. So Punjabi Akara yeah, yeah. was the TV, uh, radio show that I did since it started on January 1st of 2020. And uh, and it was, I was super proud of it. I was having a great time. Yo, and uh, it didn't last, it didn't, it didn't last because of short sight. So like, it's just like, it's a shame because yeah. there was like a lot of talented, like we had a great staff there and was doing good, but uh, you know, they would like eventually you want to be actually paid yeah. properly. Hundred percent. I watched the I watched the Jazzy B one. Um, I noticed how like from the start you were like, "Yo, Jazzy B, there's not gonna be any filters. You say whatever you want. Don't say any of this like you know formal political Yes, you said that straight up, right? And I was like, "Yo, man, this is exactly what we strive for. Like, we want to yeah. do that, right? Even with our guests. Like, yo, just be open, man. Like, this is be yourself. Yeah, because yeah, that's what my shit is. Like, imagine it, like if I came on and like like today, you guys opened up like, hey, you guys listen to Pungra Heads and we have Hollywood Harvon or whatnot. Like, if I come on and be like." Oh, Nobody wants to hear that. And that's why you guys have that freedom that like, um, you know, like I didn't have on the radio being able to like, look at, I've been cussing the whole fucking time. I know you guys haven't said a whole lot, but. <laughs> no, we we do we do the same, but yeah. You should yo, you should listen to like most of our other episodes. We like I think it was uh, the the '90s first episode. Oh man, okay. one of the okay. guys just lashed on us. <laughs> He's like, really? yo, you gotta swear a lot, man. No harp. Oh, my mama yelled at me today. We were doing rakris, right? And he's like, get it 
ਤੂੰ ਹਟਦਾ ਹੀ ਨਹੀਂ ਫੱਕ ਫੁੱਕ ਕਰ ਲੱਗਾ ਆ ਦਸ ਬੈਸ ਯੂ نو ਵਾਟ ਬਟ ਸਪੀਕਿੰਗ ਆਫ ਵਿਚ ਯੂ ਗਾਇਸ ਸੇਡ ਹੇ ਹਾਰਡ ਵੀ ਸ਼ੁਡ ਗੋ ਬੈਕ ਥਰੂ ਐਂਡ ਲਿਸਨ ਹੇ ਫੱਕ ਦ ਫੋਰ ਆਫ ਯੂ ਆਈ ਵੈਂਟ ਬੈਕ ਐਂਡ ਆਈ ਲਿਸਨ ਟੂ ਆਲ ਯੂਰ ਫੱਕਿੰਗ 11 ਐਪੀਸੋਡਸ ਥੇਰ ਐਂਡ 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 ਥੈਨ ਆਈ ਡ੍ਰੌਪ ਅ ਫੱਕਿੰਗ ਰੈਫਰੈਂਸ ਫਰਮ ਮਾਈ ਕਾਮੇਡੀ ਸ਼ੋ ਐਂਡ ਯੂ ਗਾਇਸ ਲਾਈਕ ਓਹ ਯਾ ਵੀ ਡਿਡਨ ਹੀਅਰ ਥੈਟ ਵਨ ਸੋ ਵਾਈ ਯੂ ਫੱਕਿੰਗ ਗੋ ਬੈਕ ਦੈਟਸ ਵਾਈ ਆਈ ਵਾਸ ਲਾਈਕ ਯੂ ਗਾਇਸ ਹੈਡ ਐਨ ਐਕਚੁਅਲ ਐਪੀਸੋਡ ਔਨ ਸਕਿਟਸ ਐਂਡ ਬੋਲੀਆ ਐਂਡ ਆਈ ਡਿਡਨ ਗੈਟ ਮੈਂਸ਼ਨਡ ਆਮ ਲਾਈਕ ਦ ਫੱਕ ਆਰ ਥੀਸ ਗਾਇਸ ਡੂਇੰਗ ਆਮ ਲਾਈਕ ਦੇ ਕਾਲ ਥੈਮਸੈਲਵਸ ਪੰਗੜਾ ਹੈਡਸ <laughs> no that's tight yeah 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 you're right i know that's tight ah uh, you deserve what? that one yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why did we not put those skits in you know what happened i don't know i think we did we forget we drank no, too much we drank too much right okay. <laughs> let's blame it on the alcohol <laughs> no so what happens usually so today you're probably seeing like we're not none of us are drinking today i had a very uh, tough oh party. you aren't was i not supposed to shit no 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> it's okay i mean every podcast we're drinking <laughs> Um, but today is just a special day. Healthy, healthy day. No, no, no. It's just a uh, Ravinder's hungover. It's Sunday fun day, man. Just get at it. Yeah, man. A detox day today. Yeah, detox day for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, so do we want to get into uh, Harv's top three influential oh, yeah. tracks? Tracks or albums? I tracks, remember. albums, whichever one like okay. is is the best. I know like this is on the spot for you. So like, you know, oh, no, no, this, this is my forte. You know, you guys talk about Pangada heads. I, I like to consider myself one of North America's foremost fucking authorities. Yeah, so, so, so bring it on and Yo, talk you three. You like, do do one of those things where you hear a snippet and you know exactly what song it is. Like the oh the no, other oh let's too. bring that on, bring that on, no problem. Also, top three, it, top threes. If you want me to do a, a top whatever, a three or five or whatever, mm. it's uh, I'll give it to you in like ten different categories. You know, because kind of, the thing is, well, because I'm gonna say like my my intro, my love for Punjabi music and yeah. and my just vast knowledge on yeah. it is so big over the years yeah. that uh, I can't just you can't say like top three Pangra songs. I'm like, no, yes, I'll tell so you top three sad songs, top three sweet and lovely, top three fucking Kisadi Latamam Badani, top three you know revenge tracks, like yeah. most top three diss tracks, whatever you want, yeah. man. Fucking ask me. Let's let's start with top three influential tracks like that got you into Pangra. So I know you mentioned um, Bomb the Tumbi, so I'm pretty sure you're gonna have a song from Bomb the Tumbi, right? Yep. But let's let's start with that, and then like if If you want to go on with it, man, let's let's do it. I can tell you, like, narrow down, like, exactly. Okay, so I get to England, never listened to no Punjabi songs before. Like, obviously, I'd heard, I'd heard, like, Pradesi, like, Shake Your Pants, and like that, uh, uh, Pump Up pump the Pangra, yeah, yeah. Shakti, all that kind of shit. I'd heard it. All, uh, and obviously, all the old Malkit, Naramajai, Kuri Garmad, and all that kind of shit. Yeah. But it wasn't like, It wasn't like um hitting. Yes, it wasn't like in my car yet. Also, I wasn't driving yet, but I mean like it wasn't like I wasn't buying the cassette and popping it. Um so influential for me as a kid, like there was so much stuff that my dad listened to uh on I'm talking 8 tracks. Like our cars had 8 track players and my dad had a big collection of 8 tracks. So, there was stuff that I listened to that I didn't even I wasn't even interested in like me and my sisters would be like dad why are you playing this shit until you get older and you hear it again and you're like yo I love this song yeah. someone plays it and you're like I love this shit and so the three that would influence me from my dad that we heard in the cars growing up would have been 
anything monarch like you know tere tille to is still to this day uh and i've bought and sold cars and i have a lot of cars so cars or shows anytime the first show i do the first song of any show that i do is always tere tille to Oh, that's what I start with that's every time I and I've that's probably fine. bought and sold 100 150 cars in my lifetime and every time I buy a car whether it has a cassette player CD player MP3 first song I put on when I get to the car on the way to the gurdwara is tere te lito it's a ritual <laughs> it's a ritual it's 100% it's a ritual so that uh yamla das mai ki pyar vich khatteya or 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 also mai teri tu mera those are cuz my dad had that e track and then as kongs lutake lagi because those were the a tracks my dad had that we grew up with yeah yeah so but then, wait, which lutake lagi was it was it the og og like og og yeah 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 okay, yeah okay. from the 70s yeah. and then so fast forward to 92 when i actually fall in love with punjabi music myself yeah what have been i'm i get picked up in england and i'm in my cousin channa's car and he's got a chanak on and comes on that uh new kid chakki jawana but it's like the east meets west remix yeah. one with the, i think I, the rapper was like yeah, al naresh is <laughs> yeah. the name i don't know if you guys remember that song but it's the first and and you know like here when we're in a car with our parents obviously you have the volume down to like 10% yeah. or whatever <laughs> there these guys had like the kulli shutti their parents were also into the music so they got it fucking cranked and i'm sitting there with my mom and i'm thinking like my mom's going to get mad right for my mom's like masida mundaya let him do whatever the fuck he wants right yeah. so he's got a chanak cranked up with the new kechaki jawana and i was like holy shit they got like rapping and shit in a punjabi song so i was bl- yeah, yeah i was blown away Wicked ways it doesn't make the west the best cuz there's enough for the other the east is on the cover 
he's the famous, he's outrageous, he's the DJ, Alan Rush. We're psychic with the music, drop a drum kick, how you like it? It's blasting, everlasting, this is not your ordinary mix. Now we grab the Eastern girls, get them on the floor and moving. To the homeboys from the West, it's your turn now to do the proving. Drop the banger, move to the lyrics by I utter. In London, this is kicking, also kicking in. Kaka, a dominate and decimate whoever else is on the show. When they hear the style, they have to go and follow. So get with it, with us, with them, or with us. For you to choose, the choice is up to you to get traditional, additional, or maybe something new. I don't know, for Asian assassin drops the Asian style too. And then he's like, Let's go, we're gonna go to the store, there's a new tape out, and we picked up Bomb the Thumbi. And it was like, Holy shit, you still have also, that original copy. Got it original, nice. and eventually got it signed by all the all the guys, yeah, yeah. and uh, and also, so then you know like you're there for a wedding, and uh, you know 15, 16 years old, you're gonna have a crush on some chick, yeah. right? So you know like you're in England, you meet all these whatever England girls, <laughs> and, you know, shut up, start start eye fucking one at the reception and whatnot, <laughs> and so there was that original like the Safri Bolia. And the bowling, everybody's dancing. Everybody's just a hot new track. And then, you know, they have the breakdown. The breakdown happens. Yeah, and yeah. there's a yeah. you know, and she starts swinging that hip. And we're like, <laughs> oh, shit. Immediately. I'll tell you, immediately fell in love with that, that song right there. To be. To be. Oh, maybe it should be to me or not to me. Oh, Safri, 
And then at that same time, uh, what's that? Star Crazy would have come out, Bali mm. Sagu, and obviously Malkit Singh's Jugni. Yeah. Like, Jeez. and so when I, I came back and it was my grade 10 class dance, and there's like what, like six opera in the school, and I was like, and I'm the of the class president, and I'm up on stage, and I was like, you know what? We're gonna do the first ever time that they've had a Pangara song in probably in fucking BC at a school yeah. dance. And uh, I put on Mulkeet Singh Jugni, which was like a, like an eight minute freaking too. song, yeah, right? Yeah, it was like yeah, an eight crazy. minute song. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we, and so, you know, like the Gore don't know how to react. Like us fucking few Punjabi guys are just doing Pangada. <laughs> so they made a circle and it became like a mosh pit. Oh, Because at that time, that's when like Nirvana, Pearl yeah. Jam, all that yeah, shit was yeah, coming yeah. out and mosh pits were a thing. So yeah. we actually had a Mulkeet Singh Jugni mosh pit. <laughs> That's sick. In That's in our grade 10 dance. Damn. So those would be my three influential tracks from that era. Yeah. But then I can keep going as to whatever, sad songs, love songs.
would you say um, after 2010? After 2010? 2010 until now, let's say that. Because that's like where you're saying you're not as, you know, listening to the Yeah, the, the I'm not as versed, but ones yeah. that albums, like I said, so would that AMX album we talked about, would that have been? I think that was just 2010. 2010. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2010. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, I thought that album was was dope. Um, the Diljeet True School album. Back to Basics, that, yeah. Yeah, the, you know what? That was an album where you're like, holy fuck, like, you know, like I listened to all the true school stuff before that, but yeah. like that was just like the vaja, the just like the pieces. Remember uh, truck? truck? Exactly where I was going. Yeah, truck. And that's like the one that I I remember that like stood out for me. So like that song, um, geez, yeah, twenty ten. Tough one. So it was barely was, in the albums. Yeah. Okay, so the ones that bring me out like would in the newer age that would bring me out to the dance floor because i'm like not like a, you know i'm like the lean back stand against the wall chill <laughs> kind of guy right but yeah. uh there's a rupinder honda song okay yeah yeah, that song that's one that always does it for me like you know you're sitting at a reception or whatnot i hear that and i'm i'm like let's Boom. go <laughs> hey that's like that um and this newer shit, this newer shit is so hot. Yeah. Like I've honestly, like, I wish I was like, like I don't follow it enough. Like this, this Monday Pagal Nesari, like that yeah, kind of shit. Long, yeah. Yeah, when I remember when How High came out, it was like, what in the fuck? And then you know, like I, I remember seeing the video, and then I was like, who the fuck is this big bird guy? <laughs> first, first, that's the first reaction. Produced for but, French Montana, like some big shit. And the beat was killer yeah. and and then the music video came out and they had an orange nsx yeah. which is which is a car that i i owned when i was 20 years old wow and and i was like oh shit they got my car in the video <laughs> and it's like uh so i mean like that kind of shit there was there, there were songs that were yeah. on like from 2010 that i could think of i'm sure there's lots more garden ojla has had oh don't look that don't was look huge, was bro. one that hit it for yeah. me like holy shit like yeah. that one i love that beat and i love that and that video is because that's my it had that west coast california yeah. vibe like you know that's me dodgers hat and khakis you know like that the, beats also actually originally done by somebody here locally uh i don't know if you've heard of him but signature by sb he's like an up-and-comer no um, really him and this the singer balawan they had this album that came out last year, end of last year, around when AP Talon's uh, EP came out, I think. Yeah, right? that, um, that's one I didn't know. Check it um, out if you ever get a chance, man. I, I think it's some quality music. And that's my favorite album. Now, so. yeah. yeah, I vouch but for we've it. we've lost... Really? Yeah. Okay, SB, I'm going to look that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm uh, surprised you didn't ever knew about him. Surprised. Honestly, I did it. Out of Toronto, okay, like back in my day, Toronto was Dorgapuria. And uh, obviously, Sony Pabla, yeah. what a, a oh, Sony Pabla, amazing fucking talent, yeah. and had that. Like, I love the guys who have that distinctly different voice. Yeah. Sony Pabla, I had the pleasure of just meeting for the first time, I think about a month before he passed. Sure. And, and, uh, and like, we were about the same age. Yeah. I think he's, I think he was either a year older or a year younger than me. And like, we hit it off. 
And, and then I hear about his passing. I think I was in, I just left, I went to India and I heard about him passing and I was like, holy fuck, it was devastating. Yeah. Same with, got an MC, got an MC yeah. and I, well, that's England, like, but I mean, me and him became friends and started, you know, chit-chatting over the phone and yeah. I was telling him, hey, I want you to record this because he was like, you know, he was, Dave Trikevara, who wrote all the Monarch songs, was sending shit, um, was writing for Garden MC. Oh, wow. and, and, and he had written some songs and uh, I was like, okay, Karan, I want you to record this, I want you to record that. And uh, we were still in talks when, you know, he passed away. And, uh, but Toronto, there was a singer. Um, I don't know if you guys would remember, Pama. Yes, Pama Canadian. I think it's the same guy later on. He started becoming called Pama Canadian. And he had the album, um, shit. Love Season. Rot yeah, love season. Yeah. is one of yes, exactly. They called it love yeah, season yeah, yeah, yeah. on the English side. Rot is honestly is an Shatter Shatta song, yeah. one of my favorite all-time favorite fucking songs. But that album, uh, I think just Paul Seuss wrote a couple songs on it. There was one uh produced by Shinda. Actually, I did an interview with Sukhinder Shinda on um that shitty station that I was working for that I mentioned earlier. <laughs> And uh And uh, I was, I asked him, I was like, yo, you ever hear from Pama? Like what happened to him? And yeah. he's like, honestly, I have it. Yeah. He's like, you know, maybe ask Sarbjeet Soroya, he might know what not, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that Pama album, to this day, one of my favorite fucking albums. Yeah, man. Just he underrated. had some bangers on that. You got to go back. It's not one of those things you're going to find on Spotify no. or anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have it on cassette and CD. And it was, I think it was like, Sagar Entertainment or something like That's that was label, like the yeah. label Shinda produced yeah, it yeah. and uh it was yeah you know, that shit was wicked yeah man but his I never heard had, from that guy again yeah his voice had that like Monmona Wattis like little like I don't know he kind of sounded quite similar to Monmona Wattis I don't know for yeah, one yeah. of the songs I was talking yeah, a lot yeah about he that. had that vibe sick yeah what about you guys for, for you guys obviously being Toronto guys who was it No, well, no, DJ I Shake wasn't. No, he wasn't. Wasn't DJ Shake? Oh, do you I'm guys remember now. DJ? Do you guys remember DJ Jitten? Yeah, DJ Jitten. So yes, we're, yes. Bollywood so we're talking about like Bollywood mixes. Fuck, yeah, yeah. DJ Jitten was actually there was a guy out of Montreal, DJ Sunshine. Oh, I remember oh, yeah, Sunshine. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had this album Rise and Shine. I don't know. Rise and one. Shine. Yeah. He did yeah, like yeah. a Lucklu Halade remix. That Yo. was uh, that was fucking fire. We could never find that album again. I think yeah. we have it digitally, but we couldn't find like the actual album because I don't know. You if gotta send me that because that's one that I've been looking for for a long yeah? time. And he, DJ Sunshine, was one of those guys that like never showed his face, right? Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. on the Rise and Shine album, he was like, it's like a, him in a suit with like a just like a red. Uh, like red sun as his head or whatever right <laughs> like it was uh, like uh daft punk like he's trying to be very exactly like, like, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and avtar maniac was one of my oh one of those guys that i, I loved growing up and uh yeah, I don't know he, he had a so he had a song on rise in china as well i think did he okay yeah yeah man some some really like d-low things that you just miss if you're not really like, there in the moment yeah. i'm surprised like you mentioned bama like that's like that's like way under the way that's like bama was a shit existent, yo. okay wrote the prd was a song uh there was a song there's a bully on it there's a bowling yeah. uh yeah 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 that's the one uh there was um there was one song that was written by a girl named mandy and it was um 
no but that was a good one patte sutte ari vanda and then there was uh i knew all the songs like that was uh, Boom, there was just all the songs like uh, we every time we rip cassette you found it you found it bro I, uh, this is like my own copy that i i took that's the cassette the ripped it and then yeah put it up on my own apple music but there was oh, okay. um before this it was chitiyan ishkadiya chitiyan ishkadiya yeah that was, i think is the first one Yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm, 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 you guys, uh, I'm getting excited now. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, I'm back. What about you guys? What are some new, like, what are some new Toronto artists that you feel like I should be turned on to? Number one, SB for sure. SB and Bulwant. Like, I, yeah. I want you to listen to that album. SB and Bulwant. Yeah, Balwan, Balwan, B H A L W A A N, like Balwan, like Balwan, okay, like Balwan, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Amantej Hundle, yeah, good singer. I've heard before. Yeah, producers, producer-wise, Ekwindra Singh. So anything like mostly what Ekwindra Singh produced is always always good. As he's known, always fire. Yeah, yeah. Tandrak he produced. If you heard that song, do you do you know him at Sandu? Uh, I don't know him, but I know the song. No, no, so, you, know, you know the know artist, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So he had this track called Tandarak. It's it's a big uh, party uh, song nowadays. Like okay. If you go to a hall party or something. Well, receptions is my thing. I don't know if we yeah. talked about this or mentioned, but that's like um, before even before comedy, because like that's how like my career progressed, right? Like yeah. I went to school for broadcasting, started doing radio and television. I had Punjabi TV shows, Punjabi radio shows, whatever. and then got into uh you know doing skits on albums and whatnot yeah. i diddled around with production and shit like that uh diddled i meant fiddled or whatever <laughs> fuck diddled sounds way worse <laughs> but you know i did some did some production shit i've even i've written a bunch of punjabi songs uh you know uh juggy d very good friend of mine i wrote a few songs for him oh, um yeah and mostly not i actually have I probably have 30 to 40 songs on my computer wow. that that are like fully produced, done, written by me, produced by me like ready to go yeah. which I never fucking put out because like you, that's what it was. I think you ever will. There was there was no money in it back then, right? Mm-hmm. Like where I'm talking like in 04, 05. Yeah. I were literally I had this I have I have like unreleased Kuldeep Monak songs from before he died like recorded at my house I got Dilshad Akhtar's last recorded oh, fucking song oh, <laughs> I, I you know I like big names got a Garden <laughs> MC songs I have this Monaki song that's one of the fucking I think would have been like the biggest banger but uh, I never it put over, it yeah. out <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll play it for you guys I mean like these were songs that we did that we thought you know but I mean again there's not you never know like when you never know which song is going to hit yeah right like everybody knows sanjay's das ya me learning no yeah but when we recorded that album or not nobody thought the das- last track on the album or something nobody yeah. thought das ya was going to be the hit yeah 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 you know and uh i mean so yeah so i have tons of tracks sitting there but yeah. so yeah so i got into that stuff and but meanwhile i started getting hired to mc receptions Yeah. So it's like one of my best friends got married in like 01 
And obviously I'm on the mic, like I'm seeing his receptions, yeah. his wedding reception. And a lady in the audience came over, was like, oh, but you know, you did a great job. My son is getting married next month. Will you uh, MC his reception? And I was like, look at her, like lady, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> this, is, this is my best friend, right? Yeah. And so I MC his wedding. I don't know who your son is. She's like, oh, how about I give you $300? And I'm like, oh, what's your son's name? Because, you know, like, where is he, right? And so it started from there. I did like three or four that year. Yeah. And then it became 500, became 1,000, it kept going up, right? So now in the last uh, 10 years, I've done 455 or 60 receptions. Wow. That's crazy. And so that's what I've, that's why I've been, the reason I've been to Brampton and like Millwoods, <laughs> anywhere where up and they are, right? I get, I, yeah. I, before COVID, I was doing twice a year in England. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. England, Ireland, Scotland, in Dubai. Um, all over Canada, you know, like Brampton, Millwoods, uh, Calgary, wherever, right. wherever up they are, Yuba yeah. City, Fresno, Basically everywhere. Bay Area, <laughs> Houston, uh, Chicago. Holy so I, I get booked for receptions, right? So I'm, I'm doing like 45 to 50 receptions a year. And so wow. the last year and a half, I did none. Yeah. And, and now shit's coming back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. so, yeah, so then I got into that and still doing stand up. The stand up I fell in love with, uh, but receptions is bread and butter, right? Yeah. That's what you, and the comedy it doesn't always pay, right? True. And so, you know, when you have a family, whatnot, you're like, fuck the fame, give me the check. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, nah, you and radio has always been my passion because it was yeah. the one thing that I actually went to school with and actually completed and got, you know, got the certificate and everything. <laughs> and uh, but the, the shitty thing about radio is there's like I can I can go and work on an English radio station. It's not like my English is poor, yeah. but um, my passion is Punjabi music. Exactly. And that's what I want to do. If you're not shitty passionate about something, is, it's not going to be at your best. It's not a hundred percent. Like I said, I, I sang in a band. Yeah. We had a band named oh, Sapphire. Shit. You can look it up. There might be a few, you know, random video clips <laughs> out there on the internet. But the thing was, I'm like, you know, like I said, I'd done backing vocals and whatnot and written and done everything with all these artists. But I was like, I don't, I don't want to do anything half-ass. Yeah. And if I feel like I'm not really, uh, like, I didn't feel like singing wise, I could release an album mm. and not be ridiculed or not. So yeah. I was like, I'm not going to do it. Like, you know, we do hear like these terrible fucking singers who yeah. spend money. And sometimes they make album, it big. But I'm like, I blame that on bad. Uh. Yeah, but a lot of times, like, I blame it on bad friends, right? <laughs> like, because anyone, like, okay, look, if Love Breeds to record an album, He's obviously going to run it by you guys. Yeah. Like, hey, guys, what do you guys think of this? Yeah, tell him it's shit. If you're a so good friend, you're going to be like, hey, love free. Just put that shit away. Yeah. And make sure <laughs> right? If, if you're a bad friend, you're like, yeah, man, you should release that. Yeah, yeah, put it fine. out. And so, and so for me, I was like, I'm not going to do it. I was comfortable with my comedy. Yeah. My As far as wedding receptions, dude, I'll, I will I will put myself with anybody in the world on earth I'm um, like you who can MC a wedding Punjabi wedding reception, put them against me. Like I know, like I have that confidence. Bro, the doors you're, you're actually pretty awesome. So when I got married five years ago, I think I saw a few clips on YouTube, just like promo videos, maybe mm -hmm. of uh, you MCing and stuff. And then I was like, shit, I can get Hollywood heart for my <laughs> wedding. 
And you didn't the, book, eh? The budget just didn't come out. Hard. Now you're gonna, gonna shit on me. Not, yeah. <laughs> now you're gonna shit on me again. <laughs> but, no, but hey, no, but like, it's not for everyone, right? But yeah, but yeah. I enjoy it, and like that's one thing where I can confidently chest out, be like, you know what? Fuck <laughs> you guys. Bring whoever the fuck you think is good or whatnot, and there's put a them few, on them. There's a few guys here, like with frequency guys and stuff, but yeah. It's it's sometimes it also feels a little bit unnatural and, and doing it in Punjabi is also challenging. Like some people here, they don't even like barely speak the language. Now, if I go to a wedding, just yesterday, all the speeches are English, and I'm looking at the like bazaar. You know, they're they're sitting there just like looking at their faces, like, bro, we're Punjabi, we're not Gore. So for weddings, you have to know what sells, right? Yeah. And uh, like for me, the thing that set me apart is the ability to switch back and forth between yeah. Punjabi and English exactly. seamlessly where, you know, the younger yeah. audience is going to appreciate. And then the older audience will be like, okay, because okay. I know like when I walk up there, most of the uncles and aunties are looking like, because I'm not necessarily your typical brown guy look, right? Yeah. And uh, so when I walk up, they're like, fucking right? <laughs> <laughs> And then, so I'll purposely always, like first few minutes, I'm like, hello and welcome. Uh, you know, the Gill family would like to welcome you to the beautiful Bombay Banquet Hall, whatever the fuck, right? <laughs> and then when I switch to Punjabi, they're like, shit, oh, right? <laughs> but that's and then so that helps me get more bookings yeah, yeah, right yeah. so then you know so i progressed to that and now uh, you know i've been back on radio i'm actually working on a couple of projects now obviously as yeah. you saw like my setup here i got some podcasts i've been fucking around with uh i have like 10 or 12 episodes recorded that i okay. haven't yet Jeez. put out but they won't be they're not they're not really bunged up based yet but you know like next month we're gonna start putting them out i just wanted to have a few in the bank before yeah. we start putting them out and uh and i got a, I got a punjabi tv show that i'm working on that uh, you know will launch in the next month or two like a yeah. sketch show or what kind of what's the subject no it will be like a music show it'll be the same as like my radio okay, okay. show but with a camera and then youtube or you know uh it'll be youtube like roku iptv okay. on the android apps it'll be you know on all that nice. and then it's still as far as for canadian you know it takes like six uh six eight months before you can get on telus and shaw or whatnot yeah, yeah. but eventually it'll be there as well oh that's but awesome. these days yeah, everybody's got wait. the cody boxer iptv or yeah everyone has like iptv it. bro <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it'll be it'll be there yeah it'll be there and then we'll be bringing all the artists in and whatnot like that's like like you guys mentioned earlier even like talking with jazzy b or whatnot like i i have a personal relationship with most of the artists and so we're able to have a casual yeah. conversation and not just be like you know i mean even be, this is like we don't really know each other right we we yeah. contact you on instagram but it still feels very natural to me natural. at least natural yeah. like we're just having a exactly. conversation which is awesome but like and, and i mean as an artist like you know normally hey i'm the guy on the other side doing interviews yeah. you guys are interviewing me today so you know there's certain things you want to push and certain exactly. things don't and like for me even i'm sitting here and i'm racking my brain thinking like what do i want to tell these guys about <laughs> what do i really want to promote right now yeah. but i'm like like this whole fucking covid has fucked shit up so yeah. bad that i literally i haven't done a comedy show in the last year and a half I want you guys to go. I want everyone listening to go out, go on YouTube, search yeah. Hollywood Harv and look at my shows. Sure. But even that, I feel is dated because I haven't been able to do anything, you know? Yeah. And like it's even tough. like the weddings is just coming back to me now. And uh, so 
it was it's kind of bad timing but also i feel like um my comedy shows that i have done that are up on youtube like i have full one hour like dvds record you know put up on youtube but the thing is my social media absolutely fucking sucks like you know how many times i i called you guys before like people reach out to me you guys reached out to me yeah. and said hey we want to interview you my i'm not even easy to fucking find yeah like, you know when, well you followed us and I'm yeah like, yo harpony okay let's go check this account out and then we see like your, your contact right? and like, what <laughs> fucking hollywood yeah. harv because i'm an old man and when somebody <laughs> like when somebody tags me let's say whoever is doing uh, something and they tag me in a, in a yeah. post then i'll get emails from people like hey are you the same hollywood harp from the america's <laughs> most wanted albums or whatnot and i'm like yeah, yeah yeah that's me right yeah, yeah. they're like oh fuck like how come we didn't see any shit from you before and i'm like because my shit sucks right like <laughs> even like my, my youtube uh comedy videos like obviously comedy is a thing i want to promote that's what i love yeah. and that's what that's what my career has taken me to lately but like i'm not good at it obviously i need to hire some help my children are actually getting better at it now and i'm like hey guys like how i'm already upload kar do ithe ya kidda karida ya i'm like eh da clip bana do aho inu tag do kar do right that's it i struggle and, with tags to this day yeah. i don't know what to put out there but i i honestly i don't know how uh obviously you guys being on the east coast and humor and everything is different like city to city yeah, uh yeah. but if you guys go through and you watch the i honestly feel like I feel like my the those the two one hour shows I have up on YouTube are very underrated like I have less than 10,000 fucking views. I feel like it should have had more but also hey, as long as they're real views. Yeah, they're real and yeah. I didn't even know how to like cut it into clips and make shorter clips and fucking put it up there, right? I <laughs> I literally was I'm like yeah, I'm like asking my nephews like in mari ya clip group bana de idhar ek kitna chhota kitna karida hai. Yeah. But the live shows I've been blessed enough here yeah. locally that every single time I announce a live show, it sells out. It sells out in the first fucking week Yo, if I announce it. Down to come out to a live show, bro. Yeah. Oh, dude. And we got to do a West Coast trip anyways. So the reason I said that Toronto in Vancouver is so different. So I did one in Toronto. Mm-hmm. I've done a couple. I've done obviously receptions I've done, but yeah. a comedy show. So it was this downtown um Masala Mehndi Masti festival. Okay. Summertime. Yeah. In Toronto, I think it was at the CNE. Okay, yeah, yeah. So like your PNE. Yeah. 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 Packed house. I think it was like whatever like 1500 people in the in the theater. Wow. But for me, it was like I think our like I have a West Coast style. Yes, I cuss a lot. My material is not necessarily dirty, but I'm going to add the oomph to it with some fuck. Yeah, yeah. You know, fuck shit ass bitch, right? And yeah. so uh I walked out and I always have a little clock taped to the floor, right? So I know exactly like what I'm doing. It's packed house, but the thing is it's like a Friday after work. and i find in Tr- the difference between toronto and bc in bc people are laid back whether you're a doctor or lawyer whatever yeah. like you can call your lawyer at 2 p.m. on a wednesday and be like hey you want to shut down the office and go blaze a dube in the park and they're like yeah, yeah fuck yeah let's go right <laughs> it ain't like that right? here bro in toronto monday to friday everyone yeah. is on their grind like rat yeah. race grind 5 p.m. friday they're going to grab their shit go load up the car and go to their lake house or whatever yeah. they'll tear it up on the weekend yeah. monday morning is back to the grind yeah. we're not used to that and i know like i i show up and i'm doing this show 
and I walk out and I'm seeing like there's and and here that we're we live in the bend. Yeah. Right, like we live in the bend. Rahat Fateh Ali Khan doesn't sell tickets in Vancouver. Miss Pooja sells out right the fuck away, right? <laughs> so I walk out on stage and I'm looking out and I'm seeing some. There's some Gujaratis, some Bengalis, some Pakistanis. Yeah. Everyone's in like shirt and tie with their briefcase, sitting next to them on the chair, like they literally just got out of fucking work. Probably. And I start going, and you know, I open with a joke that I think would kill here in Vancouver. Yeah. And I get like a a smattering of applause, like a. Uh, no. oh, and I'm shit. like, they're being fuck. polite. So like, <laughs> now my my brand is getting fucking soaked. Right? It's like the brand has fully turned into the brand. Wow, soaking up all the shit. And I'm like, holy shit, right? So then I'm like, even like right when I came out, I'm like, yo, Toronto, how the fuck's everybody doing? As soon as I said. Fuck. Fuck. I yeah. can hear everybody like oh, and gasps. And I looked and I was like, you know, oh, if you guys are gonna, if you guys are gonna gasp every time I swear, it's gonna be a long day. I got, 29, <laughs> I got 29 more minutes of fuck shit ass bitch coming up real quick here, right? And so I remember looking at that clock, it took me 11 minutes, 11 minutes by yourself on a stage before I kind of like cracked the audience open and they started oh, wow. like laughing and in my head i was just like fuck toronto <laughs> i was like i hate this godforsaken town right like and but i mean eventually they warmed up and we had a good time and it was a great show and i yes toronto i'd love to be back but i mean like, if you're, even if you're not back bro if you have a live show in the west we'd be down yeah, to come. come we just oh definitely come down the thing the thing about my shows is in the west coast and this is what's been keeping me going for like the last decade is that whenever i announce a show mm. it's usually like i'll do one big um i'll do the smaller like you know pub gigs or whatever but yeah. the big uh thousand person theater show i do once a year sometimes twice and out of those thousand seats the first 400 are already booked reserved like my friends and family 400 is already coming yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it just becomes it's a fucking people look forward to it just because not even my own comedy just the party that happens <laughs> because there's 400 people that all know each other at yeah. every single fucking show and so they're just there to party. Yeah. The shitty thing is sometimes like I want to get like feedback from my friends, right? Like so so to me what's important is the next morning when you're like, "Hey guys, like what you guys think? Like what what joke did you like?" And they're like, "Oh, fuck, Garb, we were hammered. It was a great time, right?" And I'm like, "Did you listen to any of the jokes?" Like, "No, fuck that, man." Like, and I'm like, "Oh, come on." I'm like, "My friends are losers." I'm like, "Fuck, I got to get better friends." Right? I mean, they support everything, but I get yeah. no feedback back. Yeah, yeah. No feedback is important. Even in the podcast, like we every single episode uh, ask for feedback. Man. Yeah, you want to know like, "Hey guys, yeah. what what worked? What didn't? What did exactly. you guys like?" Yeah, one thing that we got back was like we don't mention each other's names as much through the episodes, and then maybe you don't know who's talking sometimes. Because really, are people upset that Ravinder, Lovepreet, Sunny, and uh, Gary aren't mentioning Gary their aren't names enough? Oh, poor Gary is is Gary still awake? Oh, back yeah. there, <laughs> Gary's like slumped over in He's his like, chair, yeah. looking you know, like, "Hey, can somebody check on Gary over there?" <laughs> this is last night's no. <laughs> Gary. You all right? Yeah, man. That just last night's shenanigans. <laughs> Well, there's only one way to fix last night's shenanigans. Get some more tonight. Yeah, restart the shenanigans. Fuck. Oh, man. Never, never let the shenanigans end. 
right, everybody. By the way, what is this uh, Love Pre? What's the C hat here? Is that Chicago Bears hat or what is this? Yeah, yeah. I'll be honest, bro. I don't even know. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> you don't it's, even know what the C is for? It's Cincinnati. Oh, Cleveland Indians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's Cleveland. Cleveland, by the way, boys. What's Cincinnati? Let me see the back. No, it's Indians, bro. Indians, that's Cleveland Indians. My bad. Oh my well, God. I know we're going to wrap up here, but before we yeah. wrap up, and I know we mentioned uh, the Ostadji earlier, but have you guys had any recent run-ins with uh, Juginder Basi? <laughs> oh, no, bro. Uh, actually, it's weird. My father-in-law, he's from his band, so I think he's actually ran into him a few times, but yeah, not me personally. One of my favorite Toronto, like I was... Uh, so whenever I go out to do a show, I'm booked for like a wedding or whatnot, yeah. I'll always get a second flight because like i'm going to mc a stranger's reception mm -hmm. yeah. i don't know a single person right so it's right. fucking awkward for me especially like the first hour of the reception yeah. when you're waiting for the bride and groom to get there and you're just kind of standing around like to <laughs> random people and then so i always take a friend and i'll take it you know like i'm not billing that to the family i'll just take it out of my pay i'll be like don't yeah. worry i'm gonna take a friend That's so right. each time a different friend of mine gets to go on a free fucking trip because i'm like i need to have some company what am i gonna usually i'm booked from friday to sunday or whatnot like who am i gonna hang out with so one of my friends we come into toronto and i was just like man you think we'll see you in their bossy right <laughs> he's like bro he's that would be hard a to miss He's like, that would be a dream come true <laughs> if we could meet Jaginder Basi. And we're like joking about it. Yeah. And uh, our flight lands and we go to the fucking baggage turbo, like to the carousels. He's there. And he's standing right there like, <laughs> yeah. holy shit. We've been in Toronto for like four minutes. And we're like, yeah, Basi. Right? <laughs> he does know you guys? He does. Yeah, he knows me from before. Actually, oh, we okay. met here a couple of times, but it was just like the fact that we're seeing him. I didn't know if he's going to recognize me or what. Yeah. He met me because I did a TV show, you know, based out of Toronto 20 fucking yeah. years ago. But uh, he's like, and I'm like, holy shit, Basi. My friend was just riled up. My friend who was next to me was just riled the fuck up he was like holy shit we met bossy we just got here this trip's gonna be awesome like it was a good omen yo he's like the Punjabi jerry springer so he's so uh, popular so much better he changed the game just recently <laughs> just changed the game recently bro yeah. he became jerry springer now Wait, really? I feel like yeah, I feel man. like I didn't uh, hear enough from you guys. Like I did, like just fucking dominate the shit out of you guys the whole time here. But <laughs> no, man, that's the whole point. I mean, we're here to showcase you. Oh, uh, that is good. Okay, yeah, I was like that. That that's my kind of apology. Like I'm not really gonna apologize. But yeah. I just mean like you know. Why would you? If I if I said too much, let me know. <laughs> nah, no, nah, nah. we would have stopped you. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, yeah, bro. Appreciate you coming on. Hey, you uh, know who I would like? You guys gotta have on is my. So out of like you know we mentioned Toronto, Toronto industry or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My man Blitzkrieg. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know if you I heard guys a, know a him like that. With Blitzkrieg. So I did a couple of intros on Blitzkrieg's album, okay. whatnot, but good buddy of mine and uh you know, another person with some good knowledge in the yeah, industry yeah. and been around a long time. Yeah, man, for sure. We'll look him up. Um I think he recently did a podcast with Satman. Think. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I got to get back to Satman as well. He yeah, actually called sick. me out. He called me out on one of his, he did interviewing with Harry Mataru and he's like, Harv never called me back. Harry's <laughs> like, Oh, you should have Harv on. He's got a wealth of yeah, knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sat's like, yeah, I tried, but Harv never called me back. And I was like, fuck. I was like, now they're calling me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Satman's podcast is sick too. SMT for our listeners. Yes. Um, but yeah, bro, I think we're going to wrap it up. So yeah, we've had a nice, what, hour, two hour long conversation. Hopefully Has it been that long? Enjoy it. 
Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like that. Feel like it. No, it doesn't uh, feel like I enjoyed being here. I mean, it's rare that, uh, like I said, I've been I've been in this industry and business for so fucking long. Nobody ever wants to interview me. Yeah, man, we respect <laughs> to be so honest. To, to yeah, like uh, just like whatever newspapers, magazines, or whatever TV shows, podcasts. They're just like fuck this guy. Like he's who knows what he's gonna say. But I'm glad you guys had me on. Hundred percent. And uh, and I've been enjoying. Like I love the fact that you guys are just like a bunch of fucking young guys who are into '90s bhangra. Like that yeah. just that yeah that gets me pumped right uh, like I, I love to know that like i said that's a golden era of music for us yeah and uh and and and, and to see that you guys being in your 20s appreciating that it makes me super fucking proud yeah man and we want to bring it to our peers and and other people that maybe don't listen to punjabi music as much just to be like yo there was there was a crazy time in this industry forget about what's going on maybe now um i mean shit's just yeah it's definitely a poppy. great time now but <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah back in the day you got to respect that shit um i feel like it's with any genre though you start off and it's kind of not that professional then it gets into like the golden age and then you go into like the pop like everything is kind of rinse and repeat and I, i feel like we have that a little bit now but there's some standout acts so And I know that when when you guys post this, obviously you'd be posting like to Spotify, iTunes, or yeah. wherever, everywhere yeah. your podcast goes. Yeah. And I know you guys are gonna post the audio and not the video, mm-hmm. right? I asked, yeah. I asked, uh, <laughs> I asked actually Ravinder before the thing. I was like, "Yo, should I mod the shave shoe?" Or <laughs> he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're just doing uh, audio." Yeah. But for those of you who are listening to the audio and can't see the actual visual. My man Love Breathe has this picture behind him right now, <laughs> which is the most classic Desi frame. There's yeah. like four ovals, a couple of circles, a couple of rectangles, that classic picture. I wish we could zoom in on right this right now. What is actually on the in the back there in the oh, top right? What car is that in that picture? No, Looks like maybe not that's oh. a Chrysler. You cannot be a classic caravan. That is beautiful. Like I, I feel like the whole time watching, I felt like I was at my mom's house. I was like, "This is beautiful." Immigrant <laughs> story, right? It's yeah. the moment. Those I love it. Moments. I love it. Now I really enjoyed being on with you guys, and I wish you guys all the best. I mean, Appreciate you guys, it, what you guys are doing, um, just anything. Let's just see young guys promoting that era, and and anyone, whether it doesn't have to be. I know I talk about our era, my era, a lot, but like even the new era, whatnot. Punjabi music to me is the greatest music on earth, yeah. and. And I want to see it being promoted, whether it's young or old or whoever the fuck is talking about it. I exactly. want to hear it. Exactly. Yep. Yo, Blizio, keep in touch with us. So we want to we want to hear your podcast and the the new show that you're coming yeah. up with. Like we want to. Oh, definitely. That, yeah. Once I actually make a contact and figure out how to like you know like <laughs> like send messages back and forth, and hey, you're, yeah, yeah. you're on my radar now. Sick. Yeah, also, yeah. also the unreleased music, yo. Send it over. We <laughs> really want to hear that one, yo. Oh, yo, like crazy. that shit is like stuff that I'm. I'm glad that we got to talk about it because it's stuff that like I'm so proud of and is like my heart and soul in it. Yeah. But I've never found like a time when I felt like, you know what, I'm ready to put this out. And I know myself that some of the shit might sound dated compared to today's music. But if you if you like that '90s early 2000s bhangra, that's the sound it has. Yeah, I right. Come out. And to someone to releasing an unreleased song that was recorded in O3, like, you know, you're like, holy shit, it'll bring you back yeah. there. Yep. Sometimes we think like, how much shit is unreleased, and how much there's a lot, man. There's a lot. There. I got a lot of friends who actually have the same kind of shit sitting on their computers. Because yeah. back then, it would be like, 
oh, you 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 record this song, but it's really not going to hit unless you record a video. And it was like $2,500 to record a video. And who the fuck yeah, had $2,500 yeah. back then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We would pull together like five guys and be like, you know, you People add executive invest. producers where everybody puts in 500 bucks a piece <laughs> and record a fucking video. <laughs> oh, man. But definitely for everyone listening, go out on YouTube. And I know, like I said, I'm terrible at social media, but this is my one plug. Go fucking add me on Instagram. I know that I don't really even post shit about my comedy and it's mostly just pictures of my children, but add, add, add Hollywood Harv on Instagram, but go look up Hollywood Harv on YouTube and you'll see like my hour long comedy shows and uh, who yeah. knows, maybe I'll get some new, new uh, fans. Hopefully bro. That's the goal. And if we ever come out to Richmond, BC, we'll link up. Yeah. You already know my house is a party spot. You ever come the, <laughs> the second you land at YVR, you guys will be like, I'll, I'll be the, yeah, I'll, yeah, I yeah. should be your first call. <laughs> Say less. Yeah. All right, man. Have All right. A, a pleasure, guys. Thank you very much. Right, Thank you. Talk to you. Too. I see right, you. Bye.